Hello everyone, welcome to Life is a Reprise Way. I'm Ashley, and I'm not really joined by your friend or mine, Molly, and I'm not really joined by Luke, although he's going to make up the bulk of this episode. Um, this is a bonus episode that is audio of Luke listening to the Cars 2 audiobook for the first time, which is a trip. Uh, for both the listener and him. Um, he did this for me a few years ago as a, uh, gift. It's very, it was very sweet. Uh, it was back when I was first threatening to make, uh, the two of them watch all of Cars. Um, and, yeah, we thought it would make a good bonus episode, so we're putting out right now between Cars and Herbie and whatever else we're gonna do next. Um, I think it's funny, but also is literally made for me, so, mm, hope you enjoy. Hi, Ashley, Merry Christmas. Um, now that I'm sitting down to record this, it's starting to occur to me, this might be a really stupid gift idea, but it's way too late to back out of it, so I guess we're going on with it. So, I think we joked, a few, like, a month or so ago about doing about you wanting a dirked up version of the cars novelization for a gift and of course i went ahead and actually did it uh this is the cars 2 audiobook uh i'm probably also throwing the cars 2 paper book in with this because i accidentally bought both um the problem is though that completely rewriting a book takes a lot of time and effort that I didn't have enough time to do before Christmas. So that idea kind of fell apart. But we have both talked about our mutual love of commentary tracks. So I am recording a commentary track for you of the Cars 2 Junior Novelization audiobook. Um, that, again, <laughs> it's really occurring to me that this is a stupid idea at this point. But uh, I guess buckle up. Oh, yeah, and one more thing before I start. Uh, just to be clear, I have never watched Cars or Cars 2. This audiobook is my first exposure to this story outside of anything more than, like, commercials and your description of them. So, oh, boy. Blackstone Audio presents Disney and Pixar's Cars 2, adapted by Irene Trimble. This Way to go, Irene! Rover Gardner. One. This is Agent Leland Turbo. Okay, hold on. Nope. 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 I have a flash transmission for Agent Finn McMissile. Jesus Christ. Turbo was looking directly into the camera of his audiovisual what? transmitter, trying to reach headquarters. The agent quickly spun and checked to see if his enemies were approaching. This is already so ridiculous. You won't believe what I found out here. This is bigger than anything we've ever seen, and no one knows it exists. Uh, the audio static was making Turbo's message nearly indecipherable, but some of his words were crystal clear. This fucking Finn, metal gear? I need backup. The transmission flickered. Then Turbo added, I made transmitting it two whole minutes now. into your gift without mentioning metal gear. Hours later, in the pitch dark night, a feisty little boat fearlessly made its way through the rough seas is... of the North Pacific. Okay, so is the boat sentient? It on course as its bow alternately rose and slammed down into the oncoming swells. Mm. On board, 
Agent Finn McMissile steeled himself as the boat approached the coordinates. Agent Finn McMissile. As one of Britain's best spies, Finn had serious business to address tonight. Clandestine business. <laughs> All right, we're here. Right where you paid me to bring you, Finn's scrappy ride told him as they rocked from side to side. The question Ooh. is, why? To find a car, Finn answered elusively. <sighs> the tiny boat glanced back at his rider. I hate to break it to you, but there ain't nobody out here. Finn braced his tires. So the boat the is sentient. Boat was wrong about that. The agency had tracked Finn's fellow agent Turbo to these very coordinates. Turbo was somewhere out here, and he was in trouble. It's the Turbo ocean, had isn't it? Important top secret information. Like, that just sounds like he's dead. Suddenly, the bright light of a massive combat ship targeted the little boat. Finn took this as a signal that they were close to his enemy. No one else around here would have <laughs> You don't say! He quickly backed into the shadows. The combat ship suddenly swung a laser beam directly at the boat. What? Ordered, Turn around and go back where you came from. They have laser Sorry, beams? Buddy, the boat said to Finn. Guess this is as far as we go. But no one answered. Finn McMissile was gone. Holy shit. As the combat ship navigated the turbulent waters, Finn hung off the large vessel's side. How? How does a car do that? The charge of orange flame briefly illuminated the darkness. In the flash, Finn could see that the ship was pulling alongside a huge oil derrick. Okay. He quickly That's... released a high-tech tether. Is the oil derrick sentient? The ship and drove up to one of the higher platforms. The deck below him was crawling with cheap cars. Likely inexpensive labor. I understand that this is the novelization of a movie, but we are, you know, four minutes in, and they're just asking us to accept the premise that these cars are living creatures that can, like, move around in organic ways that a car shouldn't be able to move. Like, this is already insane. Too many cars here. You can't make these kind of assumptions in a book like you could in a cartoon movie. He was a Sorry, Professor German who? scientist whose specialty was designing weapons. He was also at the top of Britain's most wanted list. Professor Z was willing to do any work, terrible and destructive work, for anyone willing to pay the right price. What kind of car is he? Here it is, Professor, a pacer said as he hovered next to a crate. You wanted to see this before we loaded it? Not even Finn recognized the American agent Rod Redline working <laughs> undercover as a pacer. Ah, yes, Professor Z answered. Show me, please, very carefully. Oh, that accent. Oh, that Finn accent. silently fired off a grappling hook and slid to the other side of the orbit. How do you silently fire off a grappling hook? Lowered and opened the mysterious crate. Inside was a TV camera packed as carefully as a brand new windshield. How do cars pack things into crates? Stood out on its side. Professor Z was most pleased. Good, good, he said with a thick German accent. This is valuable equipment. Make sure it is properly secured for the voyage. Oh, boy. Gremlins and pacers surrounded the crate and began closing it up. Apparently, they were sending it away with the cargo boat. Finn made a note to himself to find out where that cargo boat was headed. I mean, I guess if you're going to have evil henchman cars, a gremlin is a pretty good pick. Attention. A crane lowered another large crate to the deck for Professor Z's inspection. Who's operating the crane? Hey, Professor Z, 
A gremlin aptly named Grem. Oh, fuck you! This is one of those British spies we told you about. Professor Z knew exactly who it was. Agent Leland Turbo. Oh, shit. Finn got ready to come out of hiding and fight. That is... We've covered a lot of ground already, and it... Two. And that was the first chapter. Finn okay. Finn's eyes widened when he finally saw Turbo. The agent was already crushed and cubed. What? A blast of flame from Jesus. the oil derrick suddenly cast Finn's shadow onto Professor Z. The professor made eye contact with his nemesis. It's Finn McMissile. Professor oh my God. Z shouted to his thugs, ordering them to chase down the spy. Gremlins, pacers, and other shoddy cars swarmed onto the capital. <laughs> what kind of opinion? Does, why is this writer putting like their opinion on cars in this movie? Or book? God. Tall above the deck, nimbly he swung out and drove straight up the crane's arm, away from the chase. The agent used every trick he could think of to escape. First, he released some oil, causing his pursuers to spin out behind him. Like, none of this action that's being described makes any sense if you path. haven't seen this movie or, like, can at least imagine this movie in your brain. There's nowhere left to go. The enemy cars surrounded him, their tinny engines whining like a Like, this is a piece of culture that cannot exist on its own. If you picked this book up and read it without knowing about the Cars movie franchise, you'd be baffled by what you're reading. ...race to stare down into the turbulent ocean. In a burst of splashing water, Finn surfaced and transformed into a sleek hydrofoil. Sorry, what? ...sped away from the oil bay. Sorry, what? He's getting away. Acer the Pacer shouted. What? Not for long, a combat ship replied. As All these names. Missiles. The cars on the derrick watched as the missiles exploded. Finn's motionless silhouette drifted under the surface of the ocean. Jesus. Shortly afterward... All four of his tires floated to the surface. Oh, my God. Professor Z smiled and called off the chase. It had been a wonderful night. Both Finn McMissile and Leland Turbo had been eliminated. Leland Turbo. Now, no I like the way this guy says that us, name. Professor Z told his grinning crew. But he was wrong. Finn McMissile had transformed into submarine mode and perfectly lost his tires. As his enemies on the oil turned away, Finn was speeding underwater to return to a What does that mean? That means nothing. That means nothing. At the crack of dawn on the following day, halfway around the world, a rusty dented tow truck named Mater. Okay, now we're in familiar territory. 66, smack in the middle of the USA. Lightning McQueen was returning to Radiator Springs, fresh from winning the Hudson Hornet Memorial Piston Cup race. Mater couldn't wait to see him. <laughs> you know, all that stuff that happened Things in Cars 1. I guess there was a Cars 1 book. You can... Maybe all the description of how the Cars universe works is in that book. Tourists visited regularly, and the whole dusty town had taken on a shine like a new coat of chrome. And no one enjoyed the reflected glory of Lightning McQueen's success more than his buddy Mater. Aww. I'm gonna stay right here in this spot until my best friend Lightning McQueen comes home. Oh boy. Said, <laughs> and exhausted. Lightning's girlfriend, Sally, was worried. <laughs> she and Mater were the only two cars in town who were awake. Mater, Sally said with a weary sigh, you've been sitting here for seven days. That's because I got a special surprise for him, Miss Sally, Mater replied. Ye to celebrate his fourth Piston Cup win. 
and I want to show it to him first thing. Okay, Sally said, driving off. At least move around a little. Your gaskets are going to dry up. You're going to leak oil. I never leak oil, Mater called after her. Mater had a bigger problem. This is simply could not stay awake. This movie, this sorry, this book, this audio book went from sixty to zero. McQueen finally arrived home. All of Lightning's friends were gathered around, eager to see him. Sally nuzzled next to him. And of course, there was Ramon, the owner of the body shop, and Flo, his wife, who ran the newly refurbished Wheelwell restaurant. Sarge and Fillmore were there too. Sarge owned the Why would they have restaurants? store right next to Fillmore's, where the green and white van made and sold his own organic fuel. Lizzie, the old How does a van make fuel, Ashley? Right next to Red, the fire truck. Poor Mater had waited the longest for Lightning to return, and now he was missing the homecoming. Uh, he looks so peaceful, Lightning said. I don't want to wake him up. Okay, move aside. It was Mac, the big rig who drove Lightning to and from his races. I've always wanted to do this. The big rig blasted his horn, startling Mater so wide awake that the poor tow truck raced around town backward at top speed. What? He couldn't stop. Finally, Mater drove right over a cliff. What? Sorry, what? I'm okay. He shouted as all his friends raced to no. his rescue. No, he's not Mater okay. He tossed his hook over a ledge and was climbing back into view. Okay, I guess. Mater? All right. Lightning shouted, worried about his pal. I'm all right. I feel like Mater that was said. about like but two Lightning minutes of concerned. movie that was summed up in one wow. sentence. You just got yourself a nasty dent there, buddy. That might be my best dent yet, Mater said proudly. What? He grinned at Lightning. Like, imagine if these were human characters. He's boasting about, like, a broken bone. He had gotten dense while tractor-tipping with lightning, while pulling the race car out of ditches, and even while showing off his backward driving. He'd kept every dent he'd ever gotten as a way to remember good times with his best friend. That's creepy! Mater, it's so good to see you, Lightning exclaimed. Ashley, I'm going to show you all the okay. cut scars I have up and down my arms to remind me of all the good times we've had. something to show you. You're going to love it. Actually, Lightning said quietly, I've got something to show you first. Whoa. Three. Is this? Okay. Lightning and Mater drove to Doc Hudson's former garage. The town had converted it into a racing museum in Doc's honor. Lightning placed his I trophy. I feel like sequel books Hudson usually work a little pistol. harder to, like, catch you up a little on what happened cups. in the previous installment. I know Doc said these things were just old cups, but to have someone else win it just didn't feel right, you know? Lightning said quietly. Mater nodded. Doc would have been mighty proud of you, he said. That's for sure. The private moment ended as the two friends took off to join the rest of the Radiator so, Springs citizens. Private moment makes it sound a lot Boy, more I'll lascivious what, than it is. Lightning said to Mater as they drove along together. It's been a long day. All I want to do is stay up all night and party? Mater asked excitedly as they moved <laughs> toward his salvage yard. No, Lightning hesitated. See, it's funny because the dumb hillbilly truck doesn't understand his friend's wants and needs. No, Mater. I want to go out for a quiet dinner, Lightning said. That sounds like fun, too, Mater agreed. Exactly what I was thinking. I think he wants to spend some time with his girlfriend, buddy. I meant with Sally, Mater, 
he managed to say. Aww. That's a great idea. Mater's grin got even wider. You, me, and Miss Sally going out for supper. Where are we going to eat? Hey, I know, I, I know that, that this character is supposed to be voiced by Larry the Cable Guy, and <laughs> listening to this man effectively do a Larry the Cable Guy impression is, is a little much for me. Sally. I was kind of thinking it would be a romantic dinner. Well, dadgum, you can't get more romantic than Kersploosh Mountain. Well, they got slides where two cars can ride down together. Mater said as they reached the salvage yard. Ashley, no! And with that, Mater got ready to connect the battery to his big That's surprise. It was a welcome home display he had made especially for He was so excited that he could hardly contain himself. You can't get more romantic than Kersploosh Mountain. What? His smile dropped just a bit. Wow. Trying to hide his disappointment and his light-up sign, he looked down at his tires. Oh. How? No, he didn't look down at his tires. The windshield does not have view of the tires. Mater said, glancing at his big sign in disappointment. Yeah. How did Thanks he paint a sign? Lightning revved his engine. I'm going to go tell Sally. Right now? Mater could hardly keep his lower lip from quivering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. You wanted to show me something. Oh, no, it was nothing. Ah, just this. It can wait. <laughs> Mater faked a grin for his <sighs> Just this you wedding ring I made for you. Because I love you. Away. I love you in a way Sally never could. let out a big <laughs> sigh. He had worked for days to create Lightning's surprise. He couldn't help himself. He turned, attached some jumper cables to a battery, and watched his construction come to life. But does he pick it up in his mouth? He played a celebratory song as an elaborate sign rose from behind a pile of tires. The sign read, Welcome home, best friend. As a final touch, two panels dropped and revealed two oil cans. One labeled with Lightning's name and the other with Mater's name. <laughs> Mater's disappointment disappeared in a flash. Those old oil cans gave him an idea. Oh, gosh golly, Mater. Later in the How day, did you build any of that without opposable thumbs? Of radiator springs, soft neon lights, and drove up the moonlit mountain to the Wheelwell Motel's newly decorated restaurant. They had just settled down and were enjoying the view from their table when the I waiter appeared. Lightning looked up and did a... How did they have a... It was Mater. He was dressed in a waiter's uniform. Mater the waiter! Good evening, Mater announced oh carefully. He had received some quick training to ensure that he served Lightning and Sally their dinner just Why right. would they have tables? Their mouths Lightning are at floor level. I'll be your waiter this evening. Then he chuckled. Mater the waiter. God That's damn pretty it. funny right there. Son of a... Mater, do you work here? Lightning asked. Yeah, Mater answered, grinning widely at the couple. What'd you think? I was pretending to be your waiter just to hang out with you. Lightning I, and Sally This is so... They knew this Mater is clearly supposed to be like a comedy friend. scene with a lot of energy uh, and like wasn't excitement idea, to it that's like frantic and Sally. goofy. But this but is Sally so dull and slow. She knew how much Lightning meant to Mater. She decided to play along. Okay, then, what are the specials tonight, Mater the Waiter? Mater looked at Sally blankly. The specials? Oh, well, our transmission consomme is sublime. You're... 
I... Sally was stunned and delighted by Mater's presentation. Lightning was impressed. So, did he actually get a job for a waiter, or did he break in here and is posing as one? What else you got? Mater grinned. There's coolant gas bacho that's served cold. What is And it's drizzled with power steering fluid. Mater went on and on until he couldn't think of any other dishes. I'll let you two lovebirds mull that over while I get your drink. I want to hear the other dishes. All of these sound absurd. He had to hand it to Mater. Like, are they eating these, or... Are they just getting worked on, like, I was going to say, like a mechanic, but there are no mechanics in this world. There's only cars. How do you put power steering fluid into a car if you're a car? Mater blinked. Clearly, he would have to figure out what that usual was. He turned and drove away to find out. I really missed that guy, Lightning said to Sally. Never a dull moment. Yeah, but you totally blew him off as soon as you got home. I mean, I get it. You want to get some alone time with your Inside car, lady. But you've been kind of a dick. Television as Guido served the cars some fuel and oil. God. Guido, Mater said in a hushed voice. What's Lightning's usual? Guido replied, in Italian, that he had no idea. Perfect, Mater agreed. Give me two of them. As Mater waited for Guido to pour some oil into two glasses, his attention strayed to the television. Why are they in the glasses? The Dorado show was on. Mel's guest tonight. Like I'm honestly having a hard time visualizing this as someone that has never watched Cars. Does he have like a little like oil can in his mouth, or can he just sort of like touch it with his bumper and just sort of move it around and don't worry about it too much? Can he like wrap the rubber of his tire around it like a hand? I don't understand. Man, Fillmore commented. He preferred his own organic blend. And to show the world what his new super fuel all in all can do, Mel told his viewing audience. He's created a racing competition like no other, inviting the greatest champions from around the globe to battle in the first ever World Grand Prix. Oh, dang. Axelrod nodded modestly. Axelrod, fuck you. Why now? Mel asked. Have you filled up your tank recently? It costs a fortune, Sir Miles replied. Oh, shit, we're getting into current events. The world is sick of big oil. Cars 2 is ripped straight from the headlines. Alternative fuel is the future. And all in all, it's the cleanest, safest, cheapest alternative fuel ever made. Mel not what are, they, are they growing corn to make corn oil or me, whatever that shit's called? Ethanol? All in action at the World Grand Prix, nobody will ever go back to gasoline again. Oh, all in all, that's actually a decent pun and was written by the original Cars 2 scriptwriters and no one involved with this book. We did ask, Axelrod replied. But apparently he's taking some time off to rest. At that moment, the Italian racing legend Francesco Bernoulli jumped into the conversation. Everyone loves Francesco Bernoulli. McQueen would not have a chance against Francesco. Francesco. Okay, maybe everyone doesn't love him. Maybe he's a bad guy. Meter's jaw dropped. He could not believe that this Italian racer was insulting Lightning on TV. Why did you emphasize Italian in that sentence? And headed for the phone. Lightning and Sally were still waiting for their drinks when Lightning thought he heard Mater's voice on the TV in the background. Lightning didn't know it yet, but Mater was Mel's next caller. I, okay. That Italian fella you got on there came <laughs> that way about Lightning McQueen. God, Mater shouted I, the phone. who thought this was His a good idea? Was broadcast loudly over the television set. 
He's the bestest race car in the whole wide world. I Francesco The bad Larry the Cable Guy impression combined with the use of the word Italian. It's just unimaginable. Everyone listened as Mater said. What do you mean why must he rest? Every now and then he just prefers to slow down and enjoy life. You heard it. Francesco he literally just got home from Why winning a race. Queen prefers to be slow. This is not news to Francesco. When I want to go to sleep, I watch one of his races. After two laps, I am out cold. Why does this dude have such a like thing out for Lightning McQueen? Is he from the first movie? He seems like a new character. Lightning McQueen is afraid of Francesco. Francesco said, smiling. This is understandable. Francesco Bernoulli, Sally said, admiring the Italian race car. Oh, Jesus, no is that where we're going with this? How do you know his name? And don't say it like that. Francesco. <laughs> it's three syllables, not ten. What? Sally said, still staring at the TV screen. He's nice to look at. Open-wheeled and all. Oh, jeez. Wait, so he's an F1 car? <laughs> Lightning McQueen's not even the same kind of car. Around you. Mel, can we move on? The arrogant Francesco rudely interrupted Mater. I don't think that's Francesco rude at all. Francesco a caller who can provide a little more intellectual stimulation. I mean... Like a dump truck. <laughs> now that upset Lightning. What a burn. The racing champion headed to the phone. Is a dump truck is a lower cast than a tow truck? Look, I don't appreciate my best friend being insulted. They probably don't right, appreciate man, your best friend your yelling best friend? at them racistly. This is the difference between you and Francesco. Francesco knows he is superior to others. He does not need to surround himself with bumpkins to prove it. Wh Those are strong words from such a fragile car. Lightning countered. Oh, dang. The conversation got more and more heated until Sir Miles Axelrod interrupted. This sounds like something that needs to be settled on the course, Sir Miles said. This sounds like what you do don't have any control over your own television show. Day, Lightning paused. He had let his pit crew go on vacation. He couldn't race without them. Suddenly, he looked around the room. I mean, I... Had a crew right listen... There. Gilmore, um, Sarge, Luigi, and Guido. Oh my god. These names. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning announced to Axelrod and all the TV viewers around the world. I'm Between Italian and a character named Guido, I'm starting to feel like apologized. someone along the lines here had some kind of weird axe to grind with Italian people. But you're bringing Mater, right? Then she added, just let him sit in the pits. Give him a headset thrill of a lifetime for him she knew how much this would mean to mater and lightning would need a good friend i feel like a tow truck would be an important part of a all car based pit crew you need someone mater to lift him up to get under there their drinks how'd you like to come see the world with me lightning asked mater also why wasn't oh, yeah. lightning gonna bring they his best and closest friend to italy to have a race a it feels like lightning is trying to get yeah. rid of mater and no one is letting him he's just trying to move on with his life five and i don't blame Lightning's him how are we already on chapter five we're 26 minutes the into this thing ramon even gave him a new paint job with some special airbrushing the finishing touch was a set of blinding new headlights 
The World Grand Prix would not be run on traditional racetracks. The cars would race through city streets and countryside in Tokyo, Japan, Porto Corsa, Italy. Oh, it's all over the world. London, England. Okay. Lightning would need lights to race. It's like the Casa Cristo and Speed Racer. Guido and Luigi made it 26 minutes into your present without mentioning Speed Racer. It wasn't long before I, Mater I can't believe this reminded me more of Metal Gear before it reminded me of Speed Racer. Where did all that shit go, by the way? Pre-race. We're like... Mater again, the free that was in the first two chapters, and now we've had three chapters of no international intrigue at all. As they left the Tokyo area, <sighs> Mater was amazed by the city. He wanted to see and do everything. As soon as they arrived in the heart of the city... Team Lightning McQueen went to see Kabuki Theater and Sumo Wrestling. Peter even joined in the fun by If your cars wouldn't sumo wrestling just be Later, crashing into each other? And their faces are on the front, so they're just they're basically just violently making out. I'm so confused about every facet of how the car's world came into being. You have made me ask so many questions about the premise of this franchise that the creative team behind it clearly was not prepared to answer. Lightning said as he spotted some of his racing friends. Me too, buddy. Mater's eyes grew wide as he looked around at the fancy party. Hey, what's that? Mater started to drive away. No, Mater! Lightning shouted too late. <laughs> That's so flat. He was hoping desperately to keep his friend by his side. The rusty tow truck was. Yeah, because you're embarrassed of your best friend. Springs. He was bound to get into some sort of trouble. But one of Lightning's racing pals pulled him into a conversation. You're on an international journey around the world later, having fun with talking, your best friends. Why? Go get in some trouble. That's the fun part. Mater and giggling. Who brought that guy, Jeff Gorvet, another American race car, asked Lightning. Mater was looking at a very serious car raking a rock garden with absolute precision. How? Japanese tradition. But Mater thought he was trying to rake leaves. Hey! Wait, so he's using a rake to do it? You got all the leaves. I, again, how? Lightning quickly rolled up to Mater and pulled him aside. Listen, Lightning whispered. This isn't Radiator Springs. But Mater didn't seem to understand that he was embarrassing himself and Lightning. <sighs> I'm saying things are different over here, Lightning added. Just help me out here, Mater. Mater lit up like a bulb. You need help? Shoot, why didn't you say so? That's what a tow truck does. Like, they were suddenly distracted. I, I, I have a relevant question to ask. The room. Why is his name Mater? Is that like a brand of, of tow trucks or... Hey, looky there. Is he just he like to fuck? Francesco. It's Mr. San Francisco. Mater, wait, Lightning said, but Mater drove off. Oh, Look oh, Mr. San, I get explained. it. I get it. I'm helping already. Lightning quickly followed oh, Mater, boy. hoping to bring him back, but it was too late. Mater had reached Francesco and begun the introductions. Hey, Mr. San Francisco, Mater said, addressing Francesco. Lightning McQueen, Francesco replied, looking lightning. The last time these two characters spoke, Larry the Cable Guy was yelling angrily at him on a phone call on a TV show. With you, Miss Sally's gonna flip when she sees this. She's Lightning McQueen's girlfriend. She's a big fan of yours. 
Francesco shrugged. She has good taste. I don't even know what a car shrugging would look like. Mater's prone to exaggeration. I wouldn't say she's a big fan. You're right, Mater <sighs> nodded. She's a huge fan. Oh my god. Francesco is familiar with this reaction to Francesco. The Italian he... race car I've only just now picked added, up on the fact that he speaks entirely in the third person. Tomorrow to Miss Sally. Oh, sorry, Lightning replied. I already dedicated my win tomorrow to her. Well, she can so have multiple wins. It, it's not really that special. Then noticing Mater driving off toward more trouble, he added, See you at the race. Francesco smiled. Yes, you will see Francesco, but not like this, he said, gesturing smugly to his handsome face. Francesco turned and showed Lightning his rear bumper. Oh, it had a license dang. plate that read Chow Lightning McQueen. That's cute. Wait, what did Lightning it say? Said, you had one of those made up for all the racers? No, Francesco said simply. So Lightning tried to shrug off his oh, bad Chow, feeling as he rolled McQueen. away. Francesco was making this race personal. That wasn't clear already? Sir Miles Axelrod told the media about the wonders of his new fuel. All in all, a bank of cameras recorded every word. Several of the cameras displayed the letters WGP, just like the camera Professor Z had unwrapped on the oil derrick. <gasps> and I love the clumsy reuse of like, them all like obviously in the movie that was like a zoom in on the logo and you can't just... Repack like you can't just describe the movie if you're novelizing it. The image of every one of those WGP cameras through his computer. So far, each one had been rejected as not a match with the camera from the oil derrick. From out of the crowd, a gorgeous sports car parked herself next to Finn and swiftly eyed her surroundings. Okay, so we're back she with the spies. In and whispered the secret code. A Volkswagen Carmen Ghia has no radiator. Finn barely it, moved as he whispered the coded reply. That's because it's air-cooled. Oh, boy. The two spies had been given the coded prompt and reply so that they could identify each other at this point. <laughs> Thank now you for letting me know that. into their hushed introductions. I'm Agent Shiftwell, Holly Shiftwell from the Tokyo Station, she said. I have a message from London. Oh, what? You didn't want to try and... Oh, okay, she's from London. I was going to say... thought maybe he wanted to go for a racist Japanese accent. Not a field agent like Finn. She did diagnostics work, examining and interpreting data. Not here. Diagnostics seems like way too big of a vocab word for the intended audience of this book. spoke more freely. So, the lab boys analyzed the photos I sent. What did they learn about that camera? Nothing out of the ordinary, I'm afraid, Agent Shiftwell replied brusquely. They said perhaps you could get closer pictures next time. Finn <laughs> bristled. A good spy gets what he can, then gets out before he's killed. The younger agent... No, a good spy probably does get yes, good, clear pictures. Then she added, there's an American agent who's been under deep cover on that oil platform. He was able to get a photo of the car who's running the entire operation. This could solve everything, Finn muttered. The <laughs> American is here tonight to pass the photo to That's him. not dialogue. That's garbage. He'll signal you when he's ready. Ding. The elevator doors swung open. Finn was pleased with Holly's news. 
Whoever's in that photo is up to something big, he commented quietly. He has hundreds of hooligans working for him, including Wouldn't... Professor Z. I mean, I'm trying to Only imagine how buildings even look in this world, because, like, every room and doorway would have to be so much bigger. Like, for an elevator to even work, you'd have to have room either to turn around in a hallway to back into the elevator or to do a 180 in the elevator itself. And elevators are supposed to have, like, lots of people in them. Like, they'd have to be gigantic. He stopped abruptly as he saw I don't think a car's world would have as tall of buildings as we do. Professor Z's Especially because they don't need, like, farmland. He recognized them from the oil derrick. He ducked behind a large Japanese ceremonial helmet. He knew that now he'd never be able to make contact with the American agent without being recognized. What is it? Holly asked him. New plan, Finn told her swiftly. You're meeting the American. Gasp. Meter continued to roll happily through the party. He really was beginning to feel at home in his glamorous new surroundings. Wandering up to a sushi bar, he stared... Mater's the only character I don't hate so far. Lightning's and he's the Larry the Cable so Guy character, so that says something. And he asked the chef, Hey, you got anything that's free? <laughs> Mater noticed the fiery hot green wasabi. What about that pistachio ice cream? Now hold on a second. No, no, wasabi. The chef said, "Wait, oh, hold on now." Mater didn't understand. No, Ashley, no. They have eaten motor oil and driving fluid so far. How are they going to eat wasabi? Delicious. No, probably. I refuse this joke. The chef nodded and put a small dab of wasabi aside. This is bullshit. A little more, please. Oh my God. The sushi chef's eyes widened as Mater asked for more. So do they just eat sushi? My condolences, uh, the sushi chef said in Japanese, when Mater finally drove off into the crowd with a huge glob of the hot green sauce. How? How is he carrying it? As the party guests enjoyed their refreshments. Is this a joke from the movie? Because it makes no sense even within the loosely constructed framing of this book. excellence and professionalism to the competition, Sir Miles was saying. I can't get over the wasabi. I don't care what they're talking about right now. I just care about the wasabi. Eyes bloodshot red. Mater peeled off toward the waterfall behind lightning and axelrod and dove into the fountain. I don't think cars do very well buried in water. Buried in water? Submerged in water. Sir Miles Axelrod was shocked. Lightning cringed. He could see that Mater was making a spectacle of himself. Other cars were laughing. How dare he make a spectacle you of do, himself? Do not eat the free pistachio ice cream. It has turned, Mater shouted. He was still <laughs> yeah, it's actually, in the water listen, and I, I cannot get over the fact that, that hot green wasabi both wasabi exists an overheated and apparently pistachio ice cream exists in this world. But that joke was all right. I can explain, Sir Miles, he said as he introduced Mater. He's uh, just a little excited. I can see that, Axelrod said, looking down at the floor between them. Lightning looked down, too, and saw a puddle of oil. Mater had leaked. <laughs> oh, my God! Mater, he pissed himself! Lightning whispered as he pulled him aside. You have got to get a hold of yourself. You're making a scene. Mater was confused and embarrassed. But I never leak oil, he told Lightning. I never piss myself in public. Go take care of yourself right now. 
Mater rushed through the crowd. Coming through, he said. Where's the so, bathroom? Oh, boy, who? Then who, like, dropped that oil to frame him Before for pissing Mater himself? Mater to the bathrooms, but the signs above the doors were in Japanese. Mater knew he had a 50-50 chance of getting it right. He made his choice and rolled in. Two seconds later, he zipped out with the sound of high-pitched Like, that is such a visual joke! Just Sorry, cut it ladies. for the book! Mater called back. I, I really do wonder how these, like, movie novelizations work, how much creative um, freedom the writer has, because, again, like, that's something you probably wouldn't write in a book, but are they allowed to just, like, cut that scene and write their own joke that works better in print, or do they have to stick to the script? I don't know. Welcome to the bathroom, a little cartoon character giggled. Wait, what? <laughs> I was talking over some important things. Now, this was something Mater had never experienced. The lift began to rise under him as the little character said, Please sit quietly and let us do the work for you. Is Hatsune Miku guiding his toilet experience? Mater giggled. Then Mater screamed. The water flow had increased, shooting up into his undercarriage. Oh, it was freezing. Gadgets from every direction began poking and prodding him. Why would cars have the days? and buttons, adjusting water velocity, temperature, and brushes. How is he a lot of things were working turning right, knobs? Was doing what Mater wanted. He just wanted to leave. Outside Mater's stall, Rod Redline, the American agent, was getting ready to pass off the information he had for Finn. Removed his I want the mystery solved of who mirror. pissed in the middle of this gala. Okay, gala? Gala? I don't know. Gala, I think I'm it is. Here. It's time to make the drop. Swiftly, Rod sent out a coded signal to Finn. Because I don't think it was Mater. Immediately, Holly picked it up. The American has activated his tracking beacon, she radioed Finn, waiting for further instructions from him. Roger that, Finn replied. Then the seasoned British agent told Holly... Okay, move in. Can we talk for a second about how awful this narrator's voice is? And I haven't said anything yet, but my God, listen to this man. Just outside, Grim and Acer had discovered Rod. The American agent had been cornered and barely stood a chance against Professor Z's two thugs. He fought as Mater thrashed around inside the stall. How are they fighting? Finally, Mater crashed through the stall door. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. Mater I get that no there's a movie of this, and you have visuals. They don't Rod have that luxury in here, and they're doing nothing to help me understand how these living cars are doing any of the things they're explaining. Puffing and puffing, Mater stared at Grem and Acer. He towed cars like these all the time back home in Radiator Springs. Hey, a gremlin and a pacer. No offense to your makes and models, but you guys break down harder than... Mater stopped short. <laughs> Why is Larry the Cable Guy so racist? He's racist against, like, real-life nationalities and ethnicities and car time. models. Whoa, I take back okay? what I said about him Mater being the only one I like. American agent. <laughs> I'm fine, Rod responded, knowing that Grem and Acer wouldn't get the information he'd been carrying. It would soon be out the door with this dented old tow truck. The device he'd slipped into Mater's undercarriage contained information <laughs> that would lead Agent Now, McMissile hold on. In the previous scene, they just operation. used the word undercarriage hey, as a euphemism for his butthole because that's where the bidet like squirted in the bathroom. So now this mind. secret agent is shoving oh, yeah, evidence sorry. up Larry the Cable Guy's butthole in this children's audiobook. 
He was about to leave, then turned back and added, Oh, a little advice. When you hear her giggle, press that green button. It's to adjust the temperature. Got it, Acer <laughs> answered. All right, then, Mater said, and rolled out of the bathroom. With Mater gone, I, Ren I, and Acer oh turned boy. <laughs> to Rod. Outside the men's it, room door, Holly... You know, I, until this moment, I was imagining Hatsune Miku, but it'd be a Hatsune Miku car, wouldn't it? Jeez. This can't be him, she said into her radio. No secret agent she'd ever heard of would act like this. Mater was shaking what? a rear tire as he Wouldn't a secret agent want to not seem like Look a secret out, agent? Ladies, he said. Mater's fitting to get funky. Boy. Is he American? Finn radioed back. Holly sighed. Very. Then it's him, Finn told her. Uh, Holly quickly drifted over to Mater and whispered the coded message. A Volkswagen common gear has no radiator. Of course it doesn't, Mater replied. That's because it's air-cooled. Oh, my God. If there was anyone who knew all about cars, it was Mater. He was a tow truck, after all. He loved to help other cars. When they broke down, he tried to fix them or tow them. It was his nature. In the world For it of to espionage, be a coded message would identify himself as an no, international No, you would want it to be a nonsense code, so Actually, exactly this doesn't happen. He was the American agent. I'm from the Tokyo office, Holly began to tell him. But Mater wasn't done giving her all the facts on air-cooled engines. She oh was, God. after all, a very pretty car, and he was hoping to impress her. Oh, boy. He rattled on about all sorts of makes, models, and years in car history before Holly finally interrupted. Listen, she said. We should find somewhere more private. Impossible to know which areas here are compromised. When can I see you again? Oh, boy. Well, let's see. I hate everything about this plot. It is simultaneously insane and the most rote thing ever. Tomorrow I'll be out there at the races. Got it, Holly replied. We'll rendezvous then. I can't believe this is how these two plots are dovetailing. Eight. Mater strolled back to the party <sighs> and finally met up with his team. There you are, Lightning said to him. Where have you been? Mater seemed to be in a daze. What's a rendezvous? He asked Luigi. <laughs> it's like a date. Oh, no. Luigi asked. <laughs> a date? I thought Francesco's Luigi accent was bad. Non ci credo, Guido Oh, answered. boy. Luigi translated. Guido don't believe you. I can't believe this. Well, believe it, Mater said to them proudly. There she is right there. I can't. Mater nodded in the direction of the beautiful British sports car across the room. Hey, hey, lady, he shouted. Holly glanced at Mater and quickly drove off. She did not want their cover to be blown. See you tomorrow, Mater called after her. Non ci credo, Guido said again. The little forklift kept shaking his head. Luigi translated. Guido still don't believe you. I, I just can't believe that this is what we're doing. Somewhere on an industrial dock in the city of Tokyo, Graham and Acer had Rod suspended from an <sighs> electromagnet. 
I gotta admit, you tricked uh, us real uh, good. I'm broken. I wonder, I mean, really, and we don't I don't know like why they're so incredulous of this. He pissed himself in the middle Rod of this party. Smiled. She, and they're in, like, a foreign hey, country. So Isn't it a normal trope for, like, well, oh, everyone in foreign countries has a piss fetish? That he was in I don't know what trouble. I'm saying anymore. I think this movie you broke know, me, I and it's not a movie, even though I keep calling it one. You guys are stuck looking like that. He knew he was about to be Point is, I think that girl car spy is a piss fetish. He figured he could at least insult them first. Rod steeled himself as he was lowered onto a treadmill. He guessed they would start by making him run until he stalled out. He could handle that, but he wasn't sure what other means they would use to get his secrets. A gas tank filled with all in all stood next to him. Hmm. All in all, Rod said. Thanks, fellas. I hear the stuff is good for you. So you think. The mood changed Ooh. dramatically as Professor Z emerged from the darkness and addressed Rod. All in all by itself is good for you. But what poor Miles Axelrod doesn't know is that we've secretly sabotaged his wonder fuel. When hit with a blast of radiation, it becomes extremely dangerous. What? Rod looked up and spotted the mysterious camera with WGP printed on its side. The same one Finn had seen earlier. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> this was no camera. A piercing beam of light suddenly shot from the lens. Oh. You were very interested in this camera on the oil platform, Professor Z said as he turned up the intensity of the beam. Well, now you will witness what it really does. Whatever you say, Professor... Rod's engine, now filled with all in all, began to heat up. He couldn't figure out why, but he could endure the pain. It was part of his training. <sighs> the idea the that he has nerve endings in his engine. In front of Rod. Footage of the pre-race party flashed into view. You talked up a lot of cars last night. Which one is your associate? Acer demanded. But Rod refused to answer. Grim was beginning to get ticked off. Should I start it, Professor? Do 50% power, Professor Z replied mildly. He turned to stare right into Rod's eyes. This camera is actually an electromagnetic radiation emitter. That... The all-in-all -all is now... I was going to say that seems unsafe, but no, it doesn't. These are all causing just... the engine block to crack under stress. Wait, wh oh, oil boy. oil into the combustion chamber. What? What do I care, Rod grimaced. He could feel his engine beginning to give way. I can replace an engine block. You may be able to, Professor Z said smugly, but after full exposure to the radiation, unfortunately, there will be nothing to replace. How about him? Acer asked, flashing some footage of Mater rolling out of the men's room. Professor Z noticed that it caught Rod's attention. He saw a split second of recognition in Rod's eyes. Rod's a bad spy. That's him. He's the one. Professor Z said as he stared at Mater's image on the TV monitor. No, Rod protested. But the professor rolled away and radioed his mysterious leader, the big boss himself. Big boss? Yes, sir, Professor Z said. We believe the infiltrator has passed along sensitive information. I can't believe An big boss is the, over the real radio. villain of Cars well, 2 all along. You'd better make sure this doesn't get any further. That doesn't sound like Big Boss. I take care of it before any damage can be done, Professor Z quickly replied. There was a sharp click over the radio. The leader had turned off his radio. 
he or she <gasps> had nothing more to say. Professor Z turned toward Graham and Acer. The project is still on schedule. He said. I just all this then is so serious. Mater, the so-called second agent. Mater didn't know it, but his life was in danger. Yeah, but Professor Z turned the camera beam to its highest setting. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's going on here? In seconds, there was a fiery explosion. What? What? Rod Redline was no more. Holy shit, Ashley! They just murked a dude. What is this movie? What is this book? The first race of the World Grand Prix I, was held in in Tokyo. The excitement and glitter were almost overwhelming. The announcer, Brett Mustangberger, was calling the action, along with Brett. David Hobbscap and Daryl Cartrip in the studio. Brett Mustangberger. Welcome Did I hear that right? Welcome running of the World Grand Prix, Brent said into his microphone. David, how exactly does this competition work? Brent... All three courses start with classic Like, are they, are they leaned up on a counter that they're sitting at, like a news desk? Or are they just flat on the ground with microphones on the ground? I don't understand. That early dirt track section of the course, Daryl interrupted his fellow announcer. Don't forget Lightning McQueen. His mentor, the Hudson Hornet, was one of the greatest dirt track racers of all time. In my opinion, Lightning's the best all-round racer in this competition. Why does every American well, character have a super, like, said, Western American Southern the accent? The racers are They're the best the round ever. You know, like, now what? At the starting line, Lightning was in position, engine revving. His eyes shut tight as he focused mentally on the race. Speed. <laughs> I am speed. Lightning whispered. That's, that's your psych-up session, huh? Francesco interrupted. Then Francesco must be triple speed. That's Lightning that's nothing, Francesco. You, sound you blew it on that one. Cocky voice. The flashy racer was lined up right next to Lightning. Francesco likes this Lightning, Francesco continued. It's really getting him in the zone. He is what? so getting beat today. Lightning muttered to himself, determined to win. <laughs> this is a terribly written the scene. Lights clicked down from red to yellow to green. Like we just watched a car on. get murdered, and now it's just stop, this incredibly the weak the trash boy, talk. Brent Mustangberger exclaimed. Mustangberger, yep, I heard Team that right. Lightning McQueen was glued to the pit monitors, but no one more than Mater. Lightning, Mater shouted into his headset as he saw the racers approach the dirt track. Time to make your move. Get on the outside and show them what Doc done taught you. 10-4, Mater, Lightning answered over his radio. He was glad to have his friend helping out. That's not, that's not a sentence you write in a book. You don't just tell the audience how the characters feel. Lightning sped past him. Yeah, nice call, Mater. Keep it up. Lightning cried out, delighted to be in the lead. Oh, he was Lightning delighted to be in the lead. I didn't. From the I section didn't the guess. Streets. The other racers. I thought he might have been bummed out. The pack made the final turns through the brightly lit downtown roads. They were quickly gaining on Lightning. As we head back, were you talking about how like you really like sports things where they build up motivations aside from just winning the sports competition? Like they have like motivations and desires beyond just being an athlete. That is the exact opposite of this movie. I don't know. I keep calling it a movie. I think because this book has so utterly failed to assert an identity for itself. Was Holly who spotted him first? 
in the Team Lightning McQueen pit. Holly watched me. Like, th this, this book is worthless if you've not already display. watched the movie. Why is he in the pits? She asked Finn in dismay. He's so exposed. It's his cover. Finn that or I think one of the I vaguely remember having some books like this look at the details for like movies we didn't own or couldn't get to the theater to Holly see. Okay, like to some like poor man's us? version of it. Like probably well, I can't go to the movies, but my, I can check out this better. book from the local You're library. Ready. Finn I don't know. The world Grand Prix my, my sentences are becoming increasingly less um, coherent as I am exposed to more and more of this audiobook. Finn had no idea <laughs> and we're only like halfway through. The I think we're less than halfway through. that fake WGP camera. But Finn McMissile did have good instincts. Oh, yeah, this in is over two hours. Of Son of a bitch. Why are they still calling it a camera now that we know that it's a radiation beam? Roger that, Graham said as he angled the camera. Also, why are they murdering Miguel these racers? As soon as the radiation beam hit him, Miguel's engine began smoking. Oh, Daryl Cartrip said into his microphone. Miguel Camino has blown an engine. That's very unusual, Daryl, one of the announcers said. He's been so consistent all year. Grem watched the burned-out car roll into the pits. Then something caught his eye. You gotta be kidding me, Grem said. What? What is it? Acer asked him. It's that tow truck from the bathroom, Grem said, spotting Mater. Well, yeah, you think the it's the American spy. passed the device to. Yeah, in the okay. Pits. Not for long, Asa replied, as the two took off in Mater's direction. Holly picked up the movement right away. I think I've got something, she said to Finn. The camera, he asked anxiously. This is so... No, Holly Again, replied. this is so clearly just this writer watching this scene of this movie and just flatly writing out a boring-ass description of exactly what they're looking at, with no flair or style to it. Like, here's the thing. Movies have visuals to them, so you can see the scene. Have we gotten a visual description of any scene other than maybe, like, the first one with the, the combat ship? Five. I have no idea Gremlins what this racetrack looks like other than it's a dirt road. They're and they're all closing in on... And oh granted, no. I'm talking over a lot of this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not talking over every visual description of every scene. To tell Finn, but he was already gone. Oh, the he does that a lot. He heard Finn's voice, it was over her radio. He was like dashing Batman. to intercept Bat Professor car. Z's cars before they could get to Mater. Get him out of the pits, Finn radioed Holly. Now! The situation was urgent. Within urgent. minutes, Mater heard a voice coming through the radio crackle. Can you hear me? Over. Huh? What? Mater answered. <laughs> Get out of the pits now. Do you hear me? Holly urged Mater. Just hearing him go, him huh? What? Like, Mater listen, grinned. say what you want about Larry the Cable Guy. He has, like, enthusiasm had no and energy when he performs. Just then, another car suddenly began burning black smoke. It skidded off the track. Another blown engine, the announcer said. This is the second one tonight. This feels like they're not being Meanwhile, subtle about Mater their sabotage. From the Team Lightning McQueen pit. 
Get out now, Holly repeated. Also, him saying tonight is the first right, realization I've had this is supposed to be a nighttime scene. Turned to drive into the pit's access tunnel. You know, I usually like to have a proper detailing done before I meet a lady friend. Oh, boy. As Mater moved through the tunnel, yeah, but you also proudly display all your bumps and dents. So what detailing are you talking about? The British agent. It's not like people are spilling drinks in your cab. He and the other pacers and gremlins had thought the secret agent had disappeared. Why do they even have seats? Professor Z's Ashley, why do the cars have seats? Finn used the element of surprise to spray them with a fire extinguisher before speeding away. Blinded for how? You just keep saying that they're doing things, and I Finn don't understand how they're doing any of it. Fix on Mater's location. Miss Shiftwell, he called over his radio. I've got him in the back alleys east of the garages, she said as she stared. Like, at, at this point, I'm just assuming that all these cars have, like, robot arms that are, like, really twiggy and thin with, like, big white Mickey Mouse gloves on the end, and that's how they're manipulating objects. Because this book has done nothing to convince me otherwise. for his date. He was still wearing his headset for the racetrack. Hey, new lady friend, he said into his radio. He had spotted a flower shop. You like flowers? If from the track, I'm sorry to keep harping on this. If he's wearing a headset, what? that implies he has ears. He no idea that Holly Where are his ears? He could not hear Holly. He like I, I'm trying to imagine what a car no, headset would even look like, and I don't know because I don't know anywhere. where they're supposing his ears Stay are. Outside. Gotcha. Made her radioed back. Outside, Lightning asked. Trusting his buddy, he overrode his oh, right. cut to the outside of the Yeah, tunnel. see, it's... It was just enough of an opening for Francesco to sail into the lead. Oh, and now they're probably going to fight later. Francesco said as he sped past Lightning. Lightning groaned in disbelief. Why had Mater told him to stay outside? I can't believe what I just saw, Daryl Cartrip said to Brent Mustang Burger. You don't open up the inside like that. And it just might have cost Lightning McQueen first place, Brent said. Meanwhile, in the back alleys of Tokyo, Finn was still trying to divert Professor Z's car. So this away is from like Nader. Francesco's already a completely impotent villain then, if he can only win when like Lightning McQueen is incompetent. On him, but this time, like this is not an interesting competition. He had a flamethrower ready. Wait, what? Mater passed the entrance to an alley. He heard the like under his hood, or is he just carrying around a flamethrower? Fine, Holly told Mater, trying to keep him away. Just flamethrowers don't seem like all that useful of weapons when your enemies are all made out of cars. metal. He wanted to see what was happening. No, Holly shouted. Don't go down that street. Mater showed up just in time to see Finn leap forward and attack Professor Z's cars with his world-class martial arts moves. What martial arts? Wow, no, no, you Mater can't just life. say that the car is doing martial arts. He was on the radio you have Holly to explain what that means. Lightning you have to paint some kind of word picture. I've had enough of this. Suck his book. Mater didn't even hear lightning. He wanted to get the karate expert's autograph. There's, but before he knew it, I, the guy was gone. I can't. Where'd he go? I can't. Mater asked, looking around. Just then, Holly said, Our rendezvous has been jeopardized. Keep the device safe. We'll be in touch. Dad, gum, Mater said. Did I miss our date? For some reason, I can't help but, like, imagine Mater 
hanging out with Larry the it Cucumber like from VeggieTales. And now I realize I have no idea how much of a common touchstone VeggieTales is. It was a shitty CGI cartoon that was, as far as I know, mostly direct-to-video sold in, like, Christian bookstores for kids. And it was all, like... Little Francesco cartoon vegetables reenacting Bible stories. The race, Larry the Cucumber was a very funny guy on there. Francesco he had like buck teeth and was kind of dumb. Boring. I think he'd get along with Lightning Mater just fine. Stage doing a slow it was a weird diversion. Then he spotted Mater. Diversion? The tow truck was looking around, confused. I don't know. Oh, hey, Lightning, what happened? He asked. Is the race over? You won, right? Mater, why were you yelling those things at me while I was racing? Lightning sputtered. Mater shrugged. Yelling? Oh, you thought I was talking to you? Well, that's funny right there. No, see, that's because I saw these two fellers doing some kind of karate street performance. It was not so. One of them even had a flamethrower. I... A flamethrower? Yeah, Why that's what explain? I have to say. Mater, I don't understand. Where were you? Gone to meet my date, Mater said, still not understanding what he'd done, until he saw the look on Lightning's face. I lost the race because of you, Lightning shouted angrily at his friend. Yeah, that didn't sound this angry exactly at all. exactly why I don't bring you along to these things. Mater was stunned. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Maybe if I, I don't know, talked to somebody and explained what happened, it could help. I don't need your help, Lightning snapped as the media began to pull him away for interviews. I don't want your help. Mater was pushed backward as the reporters swarmed Lightning. I, he hovered for a few minutes while he listened to Lightning talking. They have them. completely failed to made mistake, make me interested said, in the interpersonal drama of these two automobiles. The Mater was sure he was the mistake Lightning was talking about. And, again, one thing to be fair, it's the sequel. Maybe the first book really made me love these characters. His own way. He didn't want to hurt his friend's chances of winning the next two races. On Lightning's pit monitor, the post-race commentary continued. To recap, Brent Mustangberger said, Lightning McQueen loses in the last lap to Francesco Bernoulli. And three, count them, three cars flamed out. Leading some to suggest that their fuel, all in all, might be to blame. The cameras switched live to Sir Miles Axelrod. He was trying to defend. Oh, his I see. New that's fuel to that's the why they're okay. They're not trying to fix the safe, race. He insisted. The announcer, Daryl Cartrip, looked doubtful. Well, the jury may still be out on whether all in all caused these accidents, but one thing's for sure: Lightning McQueen blew this race. <laughs> <laughs> Mater saw the post-race show from a monitor at the Tokyo airport. Well, who knows about uh, this new food that's killing people? All we know is this asshole really fucked up. Mater never noticed Graham and Acer following. Although I guess it's not food because they have sushi. Suddenly approached. Ashley, they have sushi in this world. Please, sir, the security guard said, escorting I'm so confused. But I'm gonna miss my plane. If they eat sushi. The security guard I mean, dropped his does the fish just slosh around to their engine until it hey, rots up? You. Or do they shit it out of their exhaust ports? How does this work? They I... Private <sighs> I never properly introduced myself. Like, they could have just eaten people food. That would have been fine. But they had that entire restaurant Major scene at the start 
Or they he went to such great lengths to be like, oh, have this power steering fluid consomme. You know, being cutesy with, like, Who are you with? automobile fluids and CIA. fuels. But Let's just say, uh, um, then they just introduced real food. Also, they're talking about the CIA now. I'd made her for a moment. Then Mater took a karate stance. Don't want to brag or nothing, but I've got me a black fan belt. How does it... You want to see oh. some moves I made up? Oh, boy. As Mater clumsily kicked and chopped at the air, Finn noticed Grim and Acer right outside the lounge. There he is, Grim shouted, pointing at Mater. Quickly, Finn cut a perfect circle in the window that overlooked the tarmac. Then he hooked Mater. Hang on. Finn leaped straight through the glass, taking Mater with him. The fallen piece of glass created a smooth ramp to the airport runway. Finn pulled Mater down hard when they reached the tarmac and zipped him away from the terminal building. I, I completely missed the part where we ended up at the airport. At the I'll admit lunch. that. This is first class service. You don't even have to go through the terminal. But Acer <sighs> and Grem were right behind them. Why did I say Drive I liked forward, that character Finn for a moment? Sharply, Whatever you do, don't stop. Finn skidded around so that now Mater was towing him. Finn faced Grem, ready for the attack. Before he hit the tarmac, Grem managed to fire a rocket. I mean, I, if I remember you talking about this own. movie, it's going to get into this exact topic, but now I'm just thinking about okay them being at the there? airport, Mater which means they built airplanes, the which I know are sentient because of the side film planes, roaring. which means Finn, they're just the creating life. I'm on approach. But... Roger There's that. so much Finn wrong replied. with that when it's Ahead, like utilitarian vehicles. The There's so much I don't understand about the Cars world. And then when they introduced the idea that they have sumo wrestling and kabuki theater, as though this topsy-turvy mad world could have anything in common with the human one, I just can't accept it, Ashley. I think this children's cartoon movie might have a few plot holes. And in one swift move, Finn drove toward the jet, pulling Mater after him. Thanks, old boy, Finn said to Sidley. You got it, mate, Sidley replied. He pulled his rear cargo door down for Mater and Finn to board. That seems... Ollie was waiting inside. That seems lewd. Mater smiled. Hey, Climb up on my asshole, everybody. It's my imaginary A lot of things getting shoved into... <laughs> okay, that was actually a funny line. At that same moment, uh, in your suite at a Tokyo hotel, but, Lightning McQueen was looking at the goodbye note Mater had left behind. Guido, Luigi, Sarge, and Fillmore were at mm. Lightning's side as he tried to read Mater's handwriting. I don't want to be the cause of now, losing any more races. Let's talk I for a second the about the use of the word the handwriting in the whole wide world. I'm, best friend, I feel like I'm going to have to watch this movie just to understand how they're manipulating all these objects, all these flamethrowers and fire extinguishers and Hatsune Miku toilets. Well, at least I know he's at home and he'll be okay. But Mater wasn't on a commercial jet heading for home. High above them, Mater was gaining altitude on board Sidley. The high-speed, high-tech, tough-as-nails British spy jet. <laughs> That's such a hey, stupid description. this is a non-stop to radiator springs? Mater asked Finn and Holly. Why would Holly it be? Holly used her electronic scanner on Mater and located the device the American agent had planted on him. 
A robotic arm shot out of her computer and yanked the device okay, from under Okay, thank you, robotic arm. Thank now, you. Mater shouted. I gotta go to a doctor. I keep getting these sharp pains in my undercarriage. Don't make that then joke, Cars. His manners. Let me introduce you to. This here is Finn McSomething or other. He's a first-class airport whatchamacallit. And Finn, this here's my date. Mater turned to Holly. I never did get your name. Holly hardly looked up from her work as she replied, Shiftwell, Holly Shiftwell. Mater turned back to Finn to finish the introductions. It's Shiftwell. Holly... Suddenly, Holly drew up an image on her computer. <sighs> Finally. Like Finn a joke that takes... The, the audiobook the format makes this even worse because you take a joke that works fine in a movie... This. And then you make it three times longer by writing it down. And then you make it twice as long as that by having a person quietly read that aloud. So even though you're back to the jokes being said out loud, they're slower and deader than they used to be. I hate it. That's one of the worst engines ever made. It's an old aluminum V8 engine with a Lucas electrical system and Whitworth bolts. Mater explained that Whitworth bolts were a pain to get off. Every good mechanic knew that. Every bolt's a pain to get off when you're a car! Spider, Finn asked. It's kind of hard to tell from this picture, ain't it? Mater answered. Holly stared at Mater. But you're the one who took it. Then she looked at Finn. Oh, of course, she added. A good spy gets what he can, then gets out before he's killed. Still not you true. You guys is spies? Mater was dumbfounded. Finn turned and looked at Holly. This was supposed to be a photo of the car behind everything, not just his engine. Holly searched for more information, but there was only that single image. What? <sighs> An engine like this could be in any number of cars, Finn said, thinking aloud. This doesn't help us at all. It's a dead end. I am not happy about this. You might not be, but he's gotta be. I mean, Mater commented. Finn was getting increasingly frustrated. These these are spies. Are talking about which inherently buys like simply. begs the question of what the car the government action. is like. See how he's had most of his parts replaced? Those are original parts. They aren't easy to come by. Rare parts, Holly said to Finn. That's something we can track. Well done, Mater. Finn exclaimed. I never would have seen that. I know a black market parts dealer in Paris. He's a treacherous lowlife, but he's the only car in the world who can tell us whose engine this is. Mater, what would you say to forming an informal task force on this one? Well, Mater answered hesitantly, okay, but you know I'm just a tow truck, right? <laughs> right, and I'm just in the import-export business. Finn winked at Mater I, and Holly. Mm. Then he called to Sidley. I hate... Sweet. Like, you can't simultaneously yeah, have these suave, sophisticated, intelligent you super know, spies also be dumb spy. shits that can't understand that this guy is a spy. This Not a spy. Continued on disc two. Oh shit, we better switch discs! Disney and Pixar's Cars 2. Adapted by Irene Trimble. Continued. Disc two. Oh, the reader didn't get a credit on the second disc. 13. Just Irene Trimble. As Sidley reached cruising altitude, he asked Finn, Afterburners, sir? Is there any other way? 
Finn replied. I don't know. Is there? We have the no... Like, the, why would you write that line? The people reading this book slash listening to this book slash watching this movie have no basis to know if there's any other way. Fuck you! Fuck you for writing that! Peter was excited to see the sights, but he tried extra hard to follow Finn and Holly's lead. This was serious business. Oh, but your friend being in a world racing cut championship wasn't? Them, speaking in French. <sighs> I hate every character in this sell. story. Lightning's then, a dick to his friends. Sally's openly drooling over spot. another dude while on a date with Don't her boyfriend. Mater's a racist a idiot. These spies are morons. And everyone else has some kind of racist accent. This is a terrible story. So when he saw I guess Finn the professor the guy that made the fuel seems okay, but he needs better quality control Finn in his factories. Up with him. Mater, this chap's double parked. You know what to do? Kill him. Mater's tow hook shot out like a whip. Moments later, Mater was towing Tom Bay into a dark garage. Holly followed oh my God. Finn quickly pulled the door shut, so the four cars How? could speak in private. It was all part of the game. Tombe could not afford to let the crowd outside see him talking with strange cars. Why would a car... Hold on a second. Why would a car ever double park in this universe? Why would a car ever park on the curb in this universe? Those are like homeless cars. Don't they have car houses to go live in? Do the cars have houses or do they just live in garages? I'm so confused. Wait. The parts. Original from the manufacturer. Any idea who this might be? Finn probed. I haven't seen parts like this in years. Oh, good, another They're bad accent. Very, very expensive, Tombe said, confirming Mater's previous remarks. He paused and added, I'm sorry, Finn, I can't help you. Mater, is there anything else you can tell us about this engine? Holly asked desperately. Sorry, Mater frowned. I told you everything I know about this lemon. Everyone in the room paused. Lemon? Holly asked. Yeah, you know, cars that don't work right, Mater replied. Lemons are a tow truck's bread and butter, like those Again. gremlins at the party and... He's just racist. They're lemons, too. That's like a slur in car world. It's gotta be. Pull up the pictures I took on the oil platform. I want to know what other types of cars were out there. Holly pulled up the photos and started naming the cars. There were some Hugos. Mater, is a Hugo considered a lemon? Finn asked. He was detecting a trend. Mater chuckled. A Hugo was definitely a lemon. And so were the this is Holly the, the moral the of this the story day. is that the, the racist is going to save everybody because he knows what races are worse than others. Holly commented, "Every car involved in this plot is one of history's biggest loser cars, and they're all taking uh, their orders from whoever this is." Once again, she brought up the image of the mysterious and poorly constructed engine. Life made him a lemon, Finn said, musing aloud. So he made lemons his aid. This explains it, he announced. There have been rumors of a secret meeting of these so-called lemon cars in Porto Corsa in two days. A lemon party? Then there's a good chance he'll be there, too. 
Finn smiled. That was a bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the holidays. This is a Christmas gift. This should be making such poor taste jokes. <laughs> Who am I fucking kidding? <laughs> If we're going to be near the next race, maybe we could swing by the pits and you could tell Lightning how much I'm helping. Tell Lightning what? Holly looked confused. Yeah, I am Finn too. Was focused on the lemons and their upcoming meeting. Now he had a plan. The secret agents would travel to Italy and infiltrate that meeting. Perhaps that would be where they would find out who was behind this plot and why. Yeah, the, Meanwhile, the race cars and their teams I, were on the I have the way so many questions about lemons, like you've brought up. Like, why wouldn't you make one, see that it doesn't work very good, and not make any more? This isn't like... Like, is somebody <laughs> manufacturing these cars to sell them? And if so, to whom? And if not, why are they mass-producing bad cars? Nothing makes sense. Porto Nothing Corso makes sense. To be near the hometown of Luigi and Guido, the cousins couldn't have is been it like, delighted. Is this almost Guido, like a, a Toy Story level thing, where really there Your is eyes, no car people, and that is just the metaphorical layer that the cars are interpreting their own existence through, and there are actual people that we don't see? Is it a is it a complicated avant-garde filmmaking no approach? I don't understand. Oh god, now we just got more racist Italian voices. Fourteen. As Team Lightning McQueen approached the Maserati fountain in the center of town, a nineteen thirty-seven Fiat rolled into the piazza. It was Uncle Topolino. Oh boy. The piazza soon filled with all of Guido and Luigi's Fiat family. Tears of joy. Wait, didn't they say Luigi's a forklift? Everyone was smiling. But Maybe Maserati makes forklifts. How do I know? Of his eye. Race car. The wise older car said to Lightning, "You look so down, so low. It's like you have flat tires." He's clearly starving. Mama Topolino said. Oh, God. I'm going to make him a big meal right now. Fatten him up. I can't do this. Lightning tried to stop her, but Mama rolled away toward the kitchen. I can't do this. Why is her name just Mama? I understand, he said. Is a problem, yes? Between you and a friend? How do you know that? Yeah, how did you know that? Uncle Topolino shrugged and replied simply, a wise car hears one word and understands two. That, and Luigi told me. Okay, all right, Mama all right. Come and take a stroll with me. It was hard for like. Why would they even have the word stroll? Why would they have any words that mean walk? Race. We had a huge fight, and he ended up going home. Lightning paused and added, "It's for the best, though. Best for him, or for you." The older car asked. Oh, shit. Lightning was startled. What do you mean? This Mater is a close friend. He's my best friend. Like you have not father. acted like that for the entirety of the story. Slowly forward. Then why would you want him to be someone else? Yeah, thank Lightning you, Uncle Torpolino. Lightning now understood that he needed to accept Mater for exactly who he was. Wow, you're just going to lay the moral out just like that, huh? Uncle Topolino gazed into the piazza. Party lights were twinkling and the sound of music was everywhere. You know, 
Back when Guido and Luigi worked for me, they would fight over everything. Does Guido mean something like other than like dancing with a lady? I've only ever heard it used in reference to like uh, not quite as a slur, but that's almost a slur for like Italian people in New Jersey or something. Am I wrong about that? Because the way they keep throwing the word around is there is it? I guess maybe it's a real name that maybe they watched Luigi cut back. Maybe that's how it. I don't know. Maybe I should just shut my mouth. Luigi danced together with the lady and her girlfriend. How do cars dance, Ashley? But you gotta make up fast, Uncle Topolino added. No fight is more important than a friendship. Whoever finds a friend finds a treasure. Lightning sighed. He knew it was good advice. Mama Topolino returned with a huge platter and scolded, Now eat! A platter of what? I need to know if it's car stuff Lightning or human food. That at that moment, I need Peter to know. Was traveling in a super sleek spy train on his way to Porto <laughs> Corsa. Just that. Along with Finn and Holly, Mater was looking at surveillance photos of traffic <sighs> in a little Italian town. Finn was very impressed with Mater's knowledge of car makes and models. That one's a gremlin. There's another lemon right there, Mater was saying. We've already established gremlins are lemons. Porto Corsa. That three-wheeled feller had to be right about a big meeting. You never see this many lemons in one town. There's they so much racist undertones to everything he says. Replace the word lemon with lemon any Vince. racial slur, and this becomes disgusting. Condition. We've got to find a way to infiltrate that meeting and find out who's behind all this. Hold on, Holly said as she snapped a photo of Mater. She turned back to her computer and superimposed an image of the European tow truck over Mater. It would be the perfect disguise. Mater could be the one to infiltrate the meeting. Good job, Miss Shiftwell. Finn said, liking the idea. Wait, so are they gonna like Peter strip no his body and put a new one on? Blinking from the camera flash. Wait, what's the plan? He asked. But Finn and Holly did not reply. They simply stared at Mater, looking for flaws in the disguise. As the spy train screamed through the darkness, Holly worked on outfitting Mater for his mission. After adding the finishing touches. She fastened a tiny device behind the emergency I, light on You gave room. me no clues as to how this disguise that works. just about do it, she said. Perfect, Finn said to Holly. Mater looked into Finn said to room. Holly. Like, are you a robot? He was still the same old dented red tow truck he'd always been. So, Mater, Holly said. It's voice activated. But you know everything's voice activated these days. What? Mater asked. I thought you were supposed to be making me a disguise. Instantly, a computerized voice responded, Voice recognized. Disguise program initiated. I think you are a robot because that robot voice sounded just voice like your normal voice. Image suddenly spiraled out from the device on his roof. The device dropped the cloaking image of the sleek European tow truck right okay. over Mater's Okay, so it's just body. like a hologram thing. Cool, Mater exclaimed when he looked into his side mirrors When again. he looked into his hey, side you, mirrors again? You're a bad Make reader. a German truck. Mater was delighted to suddenly see himself transformed into a German model. Make me a monster truck, Mater said, loving this new gadget. A funny car, he said next, laughing. Oh, oh my God. The computer easily rotated through Mater's commands. Holly rolled her eyes and switched it back to the European tow truck. Mater frowned. 
He was having fun and didn't want to stop. The idea is to keep a low profile, Finn reminded him politely but firmly. It's just... The person that wrote this sucks at writing, and the person reading this sucks at reading. So I just go in and pretend to be this tow truck? Mater asked. Yes, we've established that. Leave the rest to us, Holly answered, as she deployed a bond sprayer to fill Mater's dents. Mater suddenly pulled away. Hey, what are you doing? Then he took a breath. For a second, I thought you were trying to fix my dents. (sighs) Holly replied. Mater straightened up. Well, then, no thank you. I don't get those dents buffed, pulled, filled, or painted by nobody. They're way too valuable. Holly seemed surprised. Your dents are valuable? Yeah. Really? I she cut asked. my wrists every time I me and my best friend hang out. With my best friend, Lightning McQueen. I don't fix these. I want to remember these dents forever. It's weird. It's dangerous in our line of work. Finn said to him. But my line of work is towing and salvage, Mater answered. He was supposed to be friendly. Finn laughed, admiring Mater's brilliant cover. Oh my god, I right, hate this so much. Finn said, chuckling. Mater frowned. No, I meant that for real. I... No, no, it's okay. Holly stopped Mater. Say no more. I'll work around the dent. I just don't... In the meantime, you look a little light on weapon. If this is how spies are supposed to act, then how can... Like, anyone could just infiltrate this spy ring because they don't believe you when you tell them to not spy. ...transformed into a huge store of gleaming high-tech... They asked a mechanic-based automobile a mechanical question that he answered accurately, and because of that, they refuse to believe that he's not a spy, no matter how many times he tells them he's not. I hate this. (laughs) The town's winding roads had been converted into a race course. The billboards that lined the quaint streets and hairpin turns proudly... How are cars getting up on scaffolds to put up billboards? His face Everything about this world makes no sense. The core premise of the movie makes everything about this, like all the most trivial details, are suddenly impossible, and they don't care. News here continues to be all in all. Sir Miles Axelrod spoke to the media earlier today to answer questions about its safety. Brent cut to a video of Axelrod, who seemed very distressed. An independent panel of scientists has determined that all in all is completely safe, okay? Safe, he emphatically told the reporters. So the race will go on, Daryl Cartrip said. But the question everyone is asking is, will the real Lightning McQueen show up today? Oh, fuck you! Daryl highlighted a graphic image of the race standings, showing Francesco at the top with ten points. Well, he'd better, Daryl said. Talk about a hometown advantage. Francesco Bernoulli grew up racing this course. The announcer barely had time to introduce Francesco before the crowd began wild. So again, if if McQueen wins this race, it establishes that Francesco is a worthless opponent. Thank you for your Because if he only wins the first race because Mater fucks it all up, then he's a useless villain. In the second position... And if he wins this race, it's impossible for McQueen to win everything. 
So I think Lightning almost has to win unless they're going to surprise me and have it so that he doesn't win the final race. Or maybe Francesco succumbs to the all-in-all and gets destroyed. If you're worried about your fuel, man, don't be, Fillmore said into the radio. It's perfectly safe. No, guys. Wait. I just wish Mater were here. Are they using the all-in-all? Why would they even risk that at this point? You are in such a high-pressure situation. Even if it is safe, after those three burnouts, you wouldn't use it just to be safe. Outside the town's elegant casino, a group of rough-looking Hugos were impatiently waiting for What's the... What's in the car casino, I wonder? Because you can't do Eastern slot European machines. Cards seem like they're out of the question. How ugly Craps? No, that'd be too hard. I guess you can put them in your mouth and spit them onto the table, but that's gross. Maybe roulette? Maybe it's just all roulette wheels. If one of you could help, I'd be so grateful. I hate all these Italian accents. Italian model, and they both fell for it. Ivan revved his engine. Sounds like you need some roadside assistance. <sighs> it, I, you know what? In this guy's defense, he has a lot of different, various, racist Italian accents. That's the one talent he's brought to this piece. Saw them coming. Suddenly, the whole plan made him nervous. I don't know about this, he said to Finn who was sitting casually in an outdoor restaurant. What if I screw things up? Finn smiled. Impossible, he radioed to Mater. Just apply the same level of dedication you've been using to play the idiot tow truck and you'll be fine. Oh, God. Mater was stunned. Wait, did you say idiot? Is that how you see me? Finn radioed back. Of course, that's how everyone sees you. Isn't that the idea? Oh, my God. I tell you, that's the genius of it, he exclaimed. No one realizes they're being fooled because they're too busy laughing at the fool. It's brilliant. It's so... I don't think even the movie was this just low-level and blatant. ...with her electrified stun gun. She looked at Mater. Why aren't you in disguise? She asked him. Come on, there's no time. Mater quickly deployed Holly's cloaking image to turn himself into Ivan's double and rolled toward the casino. Victor, the lemonhead of the Hugo family, was just arriving. Ew, lemonhead. Ivan, Victor called out. Why do you disrespect me so by making me wait here? Mm, it just doesn't Mater stop. Mater quickly attached his hook to Victor's polished fender and rolled the distinguished Hugo lemon through the casino entrance. He's in. Finn radioed to Holly. Oh, so is is this car disabled? Is that the idea? 16. You can't have a wheelchair for a car. What if As they had a wheelchair the for the cars? Casino, he was overwhelmed by the palatial gaming room. Or is it just such a wow. rich car that it he refuses said, to move itself? Looks like it's made of gold. I don't know. They said it's a lemon head, the which I hate. The side of Mater gave him funny looks. Their friend Ivan had seen this place before. That's because it is, Holly said to Mater over his radio. Be careful what you say. Why is that? Mater spoke into his headset. He kept forgetting that everyone around him was listening too. <sighs> Alexander Hugo stared at Mater. You're acting strange today, Ivan. Holly had also... Like, okay, I've talked over most of this subplot. Is this guy a criminal? Because if so, he's already gonna kill this guy. Only Mater could see. 
Alexander Hugo, a.k.a. Chop Shop, Mater began reading out loud. Oh, my God. Hey, you got a lot of a.k.a.s, Alex. But I guess that tracks, seeing as how you're wanted in France, Germany, and the Czech Republic. Mater, Molly <sighs> screamed as her face appeared on Mater's monitor. Stop it. <laughs> she knew Mater was about to blow his cover. The tone she is off and she's just... Stop! So Cut it out! Alexander looked over at Mater. Keep your voice down. You're gonna get me arrested, he whispered. This guy then would have Alexander already pulled out a gun and shot Mater in the face. With and I would say that he couldn't because he's a car, but that doesn't stop them with anything else. At each other in disbelief. Oh, that was a close one, Finn commented. Mater towed Victor into a private room. The lemons were already seated around a large table. Holly's monitor scanned the room. Immediately, her computer began scrolling information on the lemons. Maybe now we can find out who's behind all this, she said, then settled in to listen as the lemons began a heated discussion. They seemed to be waiting to meet their mysterious leader. Inside, Mater continued to observe. Is the big boss here yet? Victor it's not asked. really big boss, buddy. No, I was excited too, it but it's not. Replied impatiently. Wham! A door swung open. The room went silent as the lemons Would stared you? at the door and waited. Do the doors have knobs Suddenly, in this world? Professor Z appeared. Everyone looked disappointed. All the lemons knew Professor Z. They wanted to meet his boss, the big boss, who was their true leader. When is he coming? Victor the Hugo Lemonhead demanded. Professor Z smiled slyly. He's already here. <gasps> A bank of monitors that lined the back wall suddenly crackled to life. An image appeared. It was an image of an engine. Oh, Mater stifled it's, a oh, it's not even a car, it's just an engine. It was the engine that belonged to the car that was leading the whole operation. It was that lemon engine with the Whitworth bolts. It was a live feed. The voice of the big boss was electronically distorted so that it couldn't be identified. So if he's Everyone just in the room stared an at his engine... engine. A bad lemon engine that was being repaired as its owner spoke to the lemon. Maybe it's not just the engine? Welcome, everyone. Because I gotta say, that means he doesn't have a mouth, which raises so many questions. I wish I could be with you on this very special day, but with my clutch assembly broken, oh boy. you know how it is. Listen to that voice. Lemons all nodded. Good grief. Every single lemon knew what it was like to live a life disrupted by constant repairs. They had wanted to see the big boss, but they understood his situation. The, Outside, this suddenly got picked up like a weird undertone of being about like disability, but they're all the identity. bad guys or the disabled ones. <laughs> this whole thing just feels like ableist propaganda. Inside the casino, the disguise. But again, I guess the, the lesson will probably be that they come to understand them in the end. But We're here this is weird. Today, all of your hard work pays off. The world turned their backs on cars like us. They stopped manufacturing us, stopped making our parts. Uh, the only thing they haven't stopped doing is laughing at us. I. The mastermind behind this terrible plot can. I get where they're going with this, but the fact that their cars makes this so stupid. Jalopy, rust bucket, heap. Clunker, junker, lemon. The cars grumbled in agreement. The voice continued. 
but what they consider taunts just give us strength. Because today, my friends, that all ends. Boom. Meter jumped as the video monitors showed the racer Carla Velosa on the course with smoke pouring from her engine. Oh, no! They laughed at us, the distorted voice continued. Now it's our turn to laugh back. They called us Lemon. Embrace it! Boom. Another racer's engine blew up. But they've Outside, already established that engines can be replaced. Trying to figure out what was going on. I'm detecting it's, high levels of electromagnetic if radiation. The, if the Powerful engine voice. isn't the car's brain, swiftly, do the cars have brains? Actually, do the cars have brains? They have organic parts. They have the eyeballs and mouth, and I think they got tongues in those mouths. But then the rest of it is just a car? I'm so confused. On the tower. Finn took off at top speed, racing along the winding cliff roads toward the WGP camera. He needed to stop Grim. I was going to ask whatever happened to the actual American agent. Then I remembered he died. Major continued to listen to the mysterious car who was the mastermind behind this explosive operation. This was to be alternative fuel's moment in the sun. But after today, everyone will race back to gasoline. What? Now... The owners of the largest untapped oil reserve in the world. Wait, what? The most powerful cars in the world. So now we're going into. Need us. We're combining this weird parable us. about ableism into like energy policy. I'm so confused. Who wrote this? Seventeen. This isn't the book's fault. This is the movie's fault. Until he reached a large crevasse. He could see Graham and Acer on the opposite side, holding the WGP camera. Finn hit the gas I'm and just toward the two lemons. So confused. That was when Finn felt himself freeze in midair. A helicopter had captured him with a large magnet. Uh-oh. Grim and Acer started laughing at Finn. We figured you might stop by, Acer shouted to Finn. The two lemons gleefully turned back to the camera and aimed it at number four, Max Schnell. This time, it was Grimm's turn to zap the racer. Down on the race course, <sighs> plumes of smoke suddenly billowed from number four. The car swerved out of control and crashed into another racer, sending them both tumbling. Shit. The crowd gasped when another car, Shu Todoroki, spun out as his engine exploded in black smoke. Grimm and Acer chuckled as they watched the car skid to the railing, taking two others with it. Wow. This was becoming a monster pileup. That sounds horrible. Up ahead at the finish line, Lightning and Francesco were still battling it out for the win. They had no idea what was happening on the track behind them. Each was focused on winning. Ka-chow! Lightning shouted as he narrowly crossed the finish line. <laughs> he was about to thoroughly enjoy beating Francesco when he saw the smoke rising from the multiple car wreck. Oh no! Lightning said to himself. <laughs> Every Lightning McQueen line is so bad. Had to face the media. The reporters all demanded to know whether the last race in London would be run on all in all. Was it causing the race cars to crash? Axelrod seemed completely defeated. I cannot in good conscience risk the lives of any more race cars, he told the anxious reporters. The final race will not be run on all in all. 
Inside the casino, the lemons were still cheering when lightning suddenly appeared on the screen. The Wait. room went quiet uh -oh. as lightning announced that he would still use all in all in the last race. Why? My friend Fillmore says the fuel's safe, he told reporters. Okay. And that's good enough for me. All right. Nader <sighs> held his breath as he watched lightning add, I didn't stand by a friend of mine recently. I'm not making the same mistake twice. God, it's so banal. Cut through the silent casino. Professor Z quickly answered it. It was the big boss. Big boss. Yes, of course, he said into the phone. Wait, there's a phone the now? And announced what the big boss had said. I didn't even really... Uh, that didn't register me that there's a telephone. McQueen, what does a car telephone look like? The lemons had to stop lightning. Meter's eyes grew wide. Professor Z was going to ask Graham and Acer to take aim at lightning next. Uh. No, Mater said. He turned to leave and banged his hood on a chandelier. An electric jolt passed through him. Just enough to cause his holographic disguise to disappear. Ain't that always the, the way. stared in shock as Mater turned into his rusty old tow truck self. The American spy, Professor Z said. The lemons immediately drew their weapons. How? Dead what gun, weapons? Mater said into his radio. Gatling gun. Request acknowledged, Mater's computer answered. Mater was shocked to see guns roll out of both of his side doors. Oh. Shoot, I didn't mean... Mater tried to say as he suddenly sprayed the All ceiling with right. bullets. All right. Mater was thrown about back done here? by the force of one of his guns. <laughs> Whoa, wait, he hollered. I didn't mean that kind of shoot. Correction acknowledged, the computer replied, deploying parachute. With a whoosh, a large parachute shot out from Mater's undercarriage. Uh, again, this could be kind of funny if you were watching a cartoon where this was Whoa, happening. But it's the chute filled with so slow. Him into the sky. Mater drifted over the town of Porto Corsa until he spotted a motorboat speeding through the water below. He dropped his tow hook and hitched a ride toward the race site. There was no time to lose. He had to get to Lightning and warn him. Mater could see Lightning on stage, talking to the reporters as he dropped into the crowd. Let me through, Mater shouted as he tried to make his way to the stage. How are they going to? Back They're cars. The security guard told Mater, who was frantic with worry. Mater kept pushing through the crowd. We have a lunatic at gate nine, the guard said into his walkie-talkie. No, listen, Mater sputtered. I... I was disguised as a tow truck with some lemons, and they got this ray gun plot. Repeat, lunatic at gate nine, the guard said. The racist lunatic. Peter could still see lightning on stage. He used all his tow truck weight to keep pushing through the throngs of cars. Coming through. I, again, life or death situation. They're here, cars. He said as he tried they to can't move, move like side to side. They no one just seemed to believe him. I, uh, I can't. None of this makes sense. 18. Everything about this is bad. As additional security closed in on Mater, he yelled, Lightning McQueen, if you're out there, they're gonna kill you. Oh my god. Lightning suddenly looked up. He saw a tow hook moving through the crowd. Mater, he called out. Lightning drove off the stage and pushed through the throng. He kept I, tracking the tow How hook, are they pushing through throngs? It wasn't Mater are they just at all. bashing up cars? the lemon driver. Yvonne. Oh, shit. Sorry, Lightning said, filled with confusion and disappointment. He could have sworn he had heard his buddy Mater.
As Lightning was led back to the stage, still don't know why his name Mater. A sigh of relief. He had done his job by distracting Lightning while Professor Z's lemons hijacked Mater. Now Mater no. was in the back no. of the transport. No, they did not hijack him. They can't the because they're cars. Being hauled away. Let me go, Mater yelled. What was that read? What was that line reading? Did you take more than one take of this? Fascinating, he said as he slammed the doors of the transport. Professor Z released a sleeping gas into the small space where Mater was trapped. No! you didn't warn him about it in time. He did... Ashley! Why does he have sleeping gas for cars? He dreamed about everything that had happened over the past days. Why does he have sleeping gas for cars? How he had called into the Mel Dorado show and said that Lightning was the fastest car in the world. How he had embarrassed Lightning at the WGP racers party. And how he had caused Lightning to lose the first race of the World Grand Prix. Maybe Mater was an idiot. Just as Finn had said. Oh, maybe. May You're all idiots, though, so bong, it's okay. Bong. Bong. Hell yeah, 420, bro. Suddenly snapped open. He was awake, but that was a bad joke. He was hanging upside down, and his whole body was aching. Now all he could hear was I, a very. I feel like I'm turning into a broken click, record, click, but what do you click. mean his body was aching? They Peter looked around oh. and saw nothing but enormous oh. churning gears. And then he figured it out. He was inside the workings of a huge clock. <gasps> he spotted Finn and Holly strapped bumper to bumper nearby. Professor Z and the Lemons had caught all three of them. Now this is the problem with bad Holly, guys. They Finn, had a perfectly Peter good death out. trap that worked Where reliably. Are Why are they doing something We're different? In London, Mater. Mater had heard of a famous old clock in London. Now he was trapped inside it. Oh my god. As the clock's gears and the car's lifespans ticked away, oh, Mater Lord. Finn and Holly. I can't. Uh, this is uh, the prose in this is so bad. Don't be a fool, Finn replied. But I we raise our children person. with books like this, Ashley. So. No, Finn said, then tried to explain. I was complimenting you on what a good spy you were. But I'm not a spy, Mater said been trying to tell you that this whole time yes you have just a rusty tow truck please believe Holly him now realized that mater was telling the truth thank god finn he's not joking she said but finn didn't need to be told i know he replied what do you mean he you finally know realized that mater was no secret agent okay i was worried they were going to say he knew all along truck. you were right finn mater said sadly I'm just a fool, and what's happened to Lightning is all my fault. But he's got ben that simple country wisdom and racism tower. that means he's going to save Ren the day anyway. In. They pulled a sheet away from a window. I wasn't expecting to accuse this so much of racism. toward the streets of London. <laughs> it was not where I was going in with this. Professor Z wanted you to have a front row seat for the death of Lightning McQueen, Grimm said to Mater. He's still alive? Mater asked hopefully. Not for much longer, Asa replied. <laughs> did, as he did he have a New York accent before? A street that was part of the race course where Lightning McQueen would soon be driving. Oh, shit. Down in Lightning McQueen's pit, the whole Radiator Springs gang was gathered. They had all traveled to London. Sally, Flo, Ramon, and Sarge were there. 
I'm 99% sure that was the first mention of the character Flo. And I'm pretty sure it was also the first mention of Ramon. All they knew was that he had never made it home to Radiator Springs. Sarge is in touch with the British military, Ramon told Lightning, okay. hoping it would ease his mind. Lightning was seriously worried about his best friend. Why would they be contacting the British the military? They the last saw him in Japan. Him. Little did Lightning know that his own life was in danger and that Mater was equally worried about him. You just need to focus, Sally told Lightning, but he couldn't bring himself to do it. He was about to drop out of the race when Sir You know, Lightning McQueen's really not in this movie that much, if this book is anything to, to go by. Thank you. Sir Miles said to Lightning. After Italy, I was finished. And then you gave me one last shot. And I probably shouldn't be saying this at all, but I hope you win today. You show the world that they've been wrong about all in all. Lightning looked at his friends. He couldn't drop out of the race now. It's what Mater would have wanted, Sally said to Lightning. It was true. Mater would want him to race. Moments later, a very pretty sure Mater doesn't want him to race with the uh, horrible the exploding gas inside him. Mater. The race was on. From up in the clock tower, Grim grinned as no, the roar fuck of you. You could have thought of any other word to send than grinned in that sentence. I hate you. To the giant clock. Soon they would race right by Professor Z's two thugs and their deadly camera. Here they come. I don't understand the blocking of any of these scenes where they're shooting with the ray, because that first scene made it seem like they needed a sustained shot on it, but if they're just zooming past, it seems like they wouldn't have enough time. Nineteen. Ah, oh, the climactic chapter 19. Peter closed his eyes. He couldn't stand to see his friend hurt. Finn and Holly were helpless, too. They saw Grem pull the trigger. But lightning zoomed right past the clock tower unharmed. Oh, dang! It hadn't even slowed down. It's going too Grand fast for that radiation. Professor Z radioed them immediately. What happened? The professor demanded. You broke it, Acer said to Grem. Grem listened to Professor Z on the radio. I understand, Grem said. Yes, sir. What'd he say? Acer asked anxiously. We'd go to the backup plan, Grem said. And they both headed for the doors. Backup plan, Mater called to them. Grim I'm still. A nasty why is this plot said, so complicated? Yeah, I could have understood the idea. Lightning McQueen's pit. Sorry, what? The next time he makes a stop, <laughs> instead of saying "kachow," he's gonna go kaboom. Oh my God! Added, no. Dead like I would have assumed. Mater oh my God! You can't. You can't just the say that, Mater. Heard gum and spun out his weaponry. The lemons left the tower laughing, but Mater noticed that the spinning barrels of his weapons had begun to shave away at the restraints that tied him to the clock's gears. Yeah, why didn't they disarm dad him? Dadgum! Dadgum! Mater shouted excitedly. It worked. The guns spun away at but, uh, the restraints. What I was going to say is like the idea of, okay, the lemons the hate the, the better performing cars. You'd think the thing would just be they want revenge against the race cars because they're the ubermensch the in this dystopian society. But then they throw in this whole alternative energy subplot that has nothing to do with that. And I don't get it, Ashley. I just don't get it. There's no time, Finn told him. It's up to you now. We'll be okay. Will you? Holly You're said, in a clock tower being crushed. Get some more dense, Mater. 
Maybe gave Holly a smile again, shot every reference to his dents so is so creepy to, to me. Holly asked Finn. Finn shrugged. He wouldn't have left if I'd told him the truth. Oh. They both watched as a giant gear moved one click closer to crushing them completely. God, okay. Being killed by a clock gives a whole new meaning to your time has come. But that gave Holly an idea. No, it doesn't. She fired at the clock's gearbox, sending a blast of electricity through Why the didn't they take any the of their weapons? What are you doing? Finn asked as a shower of sparks flew through the clock tower. Trying to turn back time, she answered. Oh my god. If I can reverse the polarity. She strained to get off another shot. This time she scored a direct hit. The mm. clock stopped with a jolt and then reversed itself. The gears began to move away from them. Quick thinking, Holly, Finn said. Like again, I, I have no idea of how any of this closer. is the gear like, that blocked. was going to smash in their trunks. Drive, Holly. Finn said as the gear began to move over them. Chrome was ground off their rear bumpers as the two spun their wheels. Gross. They inched just far enough apart to evade the giant machinery, but not too far. The gear sliced right through the cable that had tied them bumper to bumper. Finn and Holly flew to opposite platforms inside the clock. They were free. We've got to get to the course, Finn shouted. Yeah, I guess Calculate you do. the fastest way to get there. Holly instantly popped out two wings from her side panels. She could see the shock on Finn's face. Right, I forgot they're all Transformers. The issue now, she told him. You kids get all the good hardware, he said with a smile. What are you talking about? You turned into a submarine earlier. As they headed out the door, Holly noticed an air filter on the ground. Isn't that Mater's? she asked. They looked at each other and realized that one of Mater's parts had been taken out and replaced. It could oh, no. mean only one thing. Professor Z had planted the bomb inside Mater. Oh, no! I knew his escape Wait. was too easy, Finn muttered. But, what? No? That's not... 20. That makes no sense. Meanwhile, Mater zoomed <gasps> to London. They... He had to get to lightning okay. to warn him about the bomb in his pit. When Mater finally got to the track, he drove through all the pits until he got to lightnings. Mater! Luigi cried out in surprise. <sighs> I had to squeeze Everyone, that accent into that out. one word, we huh? We ought to get out of the pits now, Mater shouted. He looked around and saw the entire Radiator Springs gang in the pit. Why are they always what called the Radiator Springs gang? We're all here because of you, Sally told him. Is everything okay? No, everything is not okay. There's a bomb in here. You guys gotta get out now. Suddenly, Mater heard Finn over his radio. Finn was driving through the streets of London as Holly flew above him. <laughs> Mater, listen to me, Finn said. The bomb is on you. They knew you'd try to help Lightning McQueen, so they planted it in your air filter when you were knocked out. Mater was shocked. I, you he can't talk about them being knocked out. I don't understand how car consciousness true. functions. Mater could see the bomb attached to his engine. Then he looked up and saw Lightning, grinning and racing right toward him. Mater! Lightning called out from the track where he was racing neck and neck with the other cars. Neck and neck? I've been so worried about you. Uh, <laughs> I feel like when Lightning Professor talks, this guy's voice gets even box. stiffer and more flat than usual. I've been so worried about you! And get rid of them both. Just as Lightning was about to enter the pit, Mater cried out, 
Stay away from me. Ashley, sometimes I worry that maybe we're not, maybe everything that we do podcasting-wise, we're just circle-jerking each other. But then I listen to this. This man got paid for this, and I realize we're doing just fine. the way you always stick by me. I just want a chance to explain myself. Please stop. Lightning sped up even more. I'm not letting you get away again, he said as he zoomed within inches of Mater's bumper. Oh my god. Desperately trying to latch on to Mater's hook. Every Professor Z smiled fucking piece of this story is based Mater. on the most the panic, exhausting, exasperating, like, mistaken situations and mistaken identity answer. stuff. The it's so just... Professor I hate it. was just about to press the detonator when a rocket in Mater's arsenal blasted him forward. Professor Z was furious when his detonator flashed, target out of range. <gasps> Lightning, stunned, continued to chase Mater. He had never seen his buddy race at such a high speed. Mater whizzed past Francesco and crashed through a fence. Mater was causing chaos right in the middle of the World Grand Prix racing course. <laughs> that wacky guy. Lightning took the opportunity to catch up with his buddy. This time, he latched onto Mater's hook and held on tight. In Lightning McQueen's pit, the Radiator Springs gang watched their television monitor in shock. They heard Brent Mustangberger say, "And Lightning I forgot about McQueen Brent Mustangberger." away, hooked to a rocket-propelled tow truck. From his private box, Professor Z was still pressing the detonator, hoping something would happen. He suddenly saw pressing it with what? In front of his I don't even care anymore. He was hovering in midair. Professor Z quickly realized that her presence could mean nothing but trouble for him. Oh, you don't say. Panicked and raced away, leaving the detonator behind. I'm Googling Professor, Professor Z because I've been imagining him with mad scientist hair, but he's a car, so that can't be right. Professor Z's warning that there would be no lemon Prof victory unless all in all and Lightning McQueen were both ruined. Professor Z on the streets of London, cars Professor too. Z was beating a hasty retreat. When Ben McMissile oh my! Of him zooming down oh the my! Street. They've in a flash, the really failed to convey what this gentleman looks like. Desperately He's got a monocle. Finn urgently radioed Holly with a plan. I'll oh get boy! Z. You help Meta. I, I'm going to close that. Still in the air, radioed. Got it. She quickly flew over Francesco, turned a corner, and disappeared from sight. What is happening? Francesco asked. Everything seemed to be faster than Francesco today. Aw, poor Phil Francesco. Around the corner only to see Professor Z speeding toward a large combat ship. The ship was There's got to be a better way to describe it than combat ship. Z had signaled ahead for the ship. Like it's a battleship. Hurry, Professor, the combat ship said. Professor Z suddenly felt himself jolt backward. Finn had tethered him by deploying tensile cables to his rear bumper. Okay. Finn began reeling him in. Did you really think I'd let you just float away, Professor Z? But Finn was wrong. He had more than Professor Z to fight. An ultra-powerful electromagnet on the combat ship rapidly pulled both An ultra-powerful electromagnet, you say? Missile, Professor Z said smugly. But Finn McMissile was not one to give up easily. Right. Oh, right. Right. His, his full name is Finn McMissile. All instantly sucked up onto the magnet. Kaboom. Oh my god. Flames from the exploding combat ship could be seen from miles away. There was no time to lose. Finn sped off to find Holly and Mater. At that same moment, Mater was back down on the street with lightning in tow. 
Holly was flying high above, trying to watch over them, when she heard the explosion. She tried to put it out of her mind, hoping that Finn was okay. She knew that no matter what, Finn would want her to save Mater and get rid of that bomb. Yeah. In her bird's eye view, Holly could see Grim and Oh my god, I just looked it up. Finn McMissile's voiced by Michael Caine in the movie. Oh boy. Oh, why'd I look that up? to herself. This, again, is not Michael Caine. Is something bad happening? Who cares? Agent Shiftwell swiftly dropped to the street and deliberately skidded into Gramondacer's path. She was putting herself at risk to save Mater. Unable to stop... The two I, I realize the chapters in this are just the scene breaks in the script. Agent Holly Shiftwell again, this, this book has done nothing to try and distinguish itself from the film it's based on. Quickly, she turned to that friend, Mater... And electronically scanned his air filter. We've got to get that bomb off you. Bomb? Lightning repeated, finally noticing the bomb attached to Mater. <laughs> yeah, they strapped it to me, Mater explained. It was the Lemon's backup plan to stop Lightning. Yeah, they said that already. Lightning suddenly understood why Mater had been trying to this get away. This entire thing is only two Mater, hours he long. Said, put a bomb on you. Just then, Professor Z rolled up. He was completely entangled in Finn's cables and tensile lines. Finn was holding on to him as if the professor were on a leash. You. Gross. Professor Z moaned when he saw that lightning. shame. Finn cut the conversation short. Turn off the bomb, Professor Z. But Professor Z simply smirked. Are you also dim-witted? It's voice activated. Everything's voice activated these days. Oh, I get it. It's a callback. Peter had gotten a little used to this voice activated stuff. He jumped right in and said, Deactivate! Deactivate! Professor Z laughed as he saw everyone's expressions turn to looks of horror. Mater's voice had activated a timer on the bomb. They what? Four minutes and okay, that is twice now where he... Did I forget to it can only be disarmed by the one who activated it? His entire Professor plan Z is just based on... Holly charged up to the professor's to, grill. Like, him Say assuming that Mater's going to do things. Deactivate, Professor Z said calmly. The bomb suddenly lost a minute. It was now going to explode in less than three minutes. Professor Z grinned <sighs> as the seconds ticked away. I am not the one who activated it. Would no. anyone else like to try? Holly turned to Professor Z and hit him with a jolt from her electrified stun gun. Jesus. Finn was growing to appreciate Holly's instincts more and more. <laughs> Finn was growing to appreciate Holly's torturous instincts. Z fell over, but the bomb was still ticking. It's like what 24 do, cars like edition. You blow up, Victor replied simply. God. The head of the Hugo Lemon family had rolled next to the professor. His Lemon relatives were blocking the entrance to the side street. The other Lemons and their families blocked all the other streets. The lemons revved their feeble engines, ready to charge. Lightning took one look at Mater and sighed. I'm going to go out on a limb here. These are the guys that want me dead. Mater faced the lemons. <sighs> Fellas, listen, he begged. I know what you're going through. Cars have been laughing at me my whole life, too. But it's hurting folks. There's only ten minutes really left in this movie. How is, or in this book, how the is it possible this is almost over? They looked at one another. Then one of the lemons in front shrugged and said, It's worth a shot. A gang of Hugos, Pacers, Zappors, and Gremlins rushed toward Lightning. 
Wait, that's all it took? Lemon was leading the charge when he was suddenly broadsided by a blast of water. It was Red, the fire truck, spraying his powerful fire. Okay, no, no, no. They, they were not convinced the to stop. Okay, I got confused. With him. Even Flo was ready to rumble. Yeah. They drove at the Lemon's full force. So now we just have a car fight. Some lemon tires with his air gun as Flo blinded them with her high beams. This is... Seconds, Guido had another stack of lug nuts next to him. This is so stupid. Ramon spray-painted their windshields so the lemons couldn't see. Finn, who'd lost all his weapons to the combat ship's magnet, used his karate skills to take out lemons I still... four at a time. You can't just keep Soon saying the that the car uses karate. That means nothing. Retreat, a gremlin hollered. As the few remaining lemons scattered, Guido rushed to Mater's side. He tried every wrench in his tool case, but not a single one of them could take the bolts off the bomb. Cross-eyed, Mater took a good look at the bolts. Then it all became clear. What? I get it, I get it, he cried. I know what needs to be done. Then do it, Lightning urged his friend. No, I can't, Mater answered. Then he whispered to Lightning. What is this shit? Nobody takes me seriously. I know that now. This Ooh. ain't Radiator Springs. Yes, it is, Lightning replied. Well, A, no, it's not. Continued, B, what does that have to do with anything? Radiator Springs. Be yourself here. If folks aren't taking you seriously, then they need to change, not you. <sighs> I know that because I didn't take you seriously before, and I was wrong. Now you can do this. This is so bad. Mater beamed. Thanks, buddy. No, you're the actual bomb. Now let's go. Lightning oh my shattered. god. Mater latched his hook onto lightning <sighs> and took off at top speed. Wait, what? 22. Okay. Computer, Mater said, zooming down a side street. I need the thing you did before to get me away from lightning. Request acknowledged, the computer responded. Lightning was more than a little surprised to hear Mater talking to a computer. He was even more surprised when the rocket thrusters kicked in. Okay, there's a little more to this than I Lightning thought there was. It goes on a little longer. Together, that makes sense. Toward a wall. <laughs> Mater screamed to the computer, Now I need you to do the shoot. The second kind, not the first. This sounds a lot ah, like the ending Lightning of the yelled. first Toy Story. He closed his eyes and heard a swooshing sound. Then he felt air beneath his tires. Lightning didn't understand, but Mater's chute had popped open. The two best friends from Radiator Springs <laughs> were airborne. Mater Those best buddies are just flying over Queen London. England stood on a balcony surrounded by an audience of dignitaries, including Sir Miles Axelrod. And all their monocles popped out simultaneously. The World Grand Prix. Who's winning the race? The queen was asking. I don't know anymore. A million of these secret spies burst onto the track. On the sky. Look out below, Mater shouted. Back up, back up, the royal guards yelled. Stand back. Are the royal guards smiled. wearing those royal guard hats? McQueen, she said brightly, recognizing the international racer. It's okay, Lightning tried to tell the crowd. Mater has something to say. Go, Mater. Mater felt everyone's gaze turn to him. Okay, he said, trying to gather his thoughts. And really, he's just going to bomb the queen. Sabotaging the racers and hurting the cars, and I know who. Oh, wait, your majesty? Mater realized he had forgotten to bow. As he leaned over, everyone what? saw the ticking time bomb. He's got a bomb. How does a car bow? Get down now. Hold your fire. 
was Finn McMissile. The agent had tracked Mater to the palace along with Agent Shiftwell. You could hit the bomb. Finn and Holly raced toward Do we know Mater. if that'd be a problem? He dove and rolled quickly to place himself between Mater and the Queen. He trusted Mater, but he had to protect the Queen. Cars rolling is not a good Mater, thing. Finn said calmly. I don't know what you're doing, but stand down now. Lightning nudged his friend. Mater just cut to the chase. Okay, Mater cried. Then he turned towards Sir Miles Axelrod. It's him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Axelrod exclaimed. Me? You've got to be crazy. Mater continued. I figured it out when I realized y'all attached this ticking time bomb with Whitworth bolts. The same bolts that hold together this crummy old engine from the photograph. Ah. And then I remembered what they say about old British engines. If there ain't no oil under them, there ain't no oil in them. Axelrod was beside God, himself. just the so much racism. What is he talking about? He exclaimed. Mater looked Sir Miles Axelrod straight in the eyes. What? Can he use his full title all the time? The party in Japan. You You're the one who pissed on yourself. Me. Electric cars don't use oil, you, you twit, Axelrod stammered. Then you're faking it, Mater shouted, filled with confidence. You didn't convert to no electric. We pop that hood and we're going to see that lemon engine from that picture right this there. This is so gross. But as Mater moved toward Axelrod to pop his hood, Holly spoke up. Axelrod created the race, Mater. Why would he want to hurt anyone? To make all in all look bad so everyone would go back to oil, Mater replied firmly. He said it himself with his disguised voice in that casino. Mater, Finn said. He created all in all. Yeah, Mater said. But what if he found that huge oil field just as the world was trying to find something else? What if he came up with all in all just to make alternative fuel look bad? Now, this... Mater had the attention what? of Holly and Finn. I'm so... I feel like I've gotten quieter, but that's because I'm just away, you idiot. silently shaking my head at this nonsense. Exactly eight seconds left before the bomb would explode. You're insane, you are. And then Axelrod said it. Deactivate. The bomb stopped ticking. Hey. Bomb deactivated, a computer voice announced. It's a good thing we Have established that convoluted so way of identifying the bomb planter. Axelrod was the only voice that could deactivate the bomb. He was the lemon behind the plot. Stop. Stop saying lemon. I can't stop thinking of it like a racist word. Because you use it like one. The rusty tow truck bowed deeply as the queen said, I dub thee Sir Mater. Mater looked up. Can, can non-British nationals be knights? I don't actually know. I don't want to hear none of this sir business. By the way, have you all met each other? Then again, it's car Queen? England, not real-world England, so the Might rules are probably McQueen? different Queen? anyway. Queen? McMissile. McMissile? Queen. Mater went on with his introductions as the crowds cheered their new hero. The hero who had shown the courage and intelligence needed to save them and the rest of the world, too. Ugh. Twenty-three. Is this done yet? Nope. <laughs> Back in Radiator Springs, the town put up a new sign. It read, Welcome to Radiator Springs, home of Lightning McQueen and Sir Toe Mater. Wait. Mobs of tourists Where'd Toe come from? The final race of the World Grand Prix. 
All the racers who'd never gotten to finish the race in London were there too. Okay, so they just canceled that round. They're just doing the new gotcha. So were you really a spy? One of the tourists asked Sir Tomater. Tell us everything, another said. Did I miss a joke there Mater where they're calling your Tomater now? To oh, because he's a tow truck? That really Is that his full name? The car in the crowd asked. A spy jet, come on. Just Why is that part of it incredible? Overhead. Sidley made a perfectly smooth landing right next to the cozy cone motel at the edge of town. I don't want to, you know, uh, right. point anything out here, but spy jets jet generally aren't supposed to be, you know, seen. Sid, Mater shouted. He saw Finn and Holly exit the plane. What are y'all doing here? We hear that there's a special competition here today, Holly said. Luigi rolled up. So you got my email, he said, as the whole Radiator Springs gang gathered around. And to squeeze a little more Mater racist Italian in here, huh? Side. It was the dent she'd gotten when she saved Mater from Grem and Acer. Mater hadn't noticed it earlier. Don't worry, Mater said gently. My buddy Ramon can fix that dent for you in no time. Holly smiled. Oh no, I'm keeping that dent, she said. It's way too valuable. Uh, valuable dent, Luigi said to Guido. She's as crazy as Mater. Oh, I get it. Holly and Mater they don't understand sentimental concepts. Could have friends after all. Oh my God! Like what? Rolled up and asked why his engine hadn't exploded when the WGP camera beam hit it. Yeah, why? We couldn't figure that one out either. Finn said as he looked around at Mater's hometown. Our investigation proved that all in all was a fake. Holly explained. It wasn't really an alternative fuel at all. And Axelrod engineered it so that when it got hit by the beam, it would explode. Lightning turned to Fillmore. Wait a second. Fillmore, you said my fuel was safe. Uh... If you're implying I switched out that rot gut excuse for alternative fuel with my all-natural organic biofuel bah! just because I never trusted Axelrod... You're dead wrong. God, you rascal! Fillmore announced. He was looking right at Sarge. Sarge just shrugged. Once big oil, always big oil. Man. Oh. Tree hugger, Fillmore fired back. Sheriff's voice suddenly came over the loudspeaker. The Radiator Springs Grand Prix is about to start. I have, a, I have an issue with the phrase tree hugger. Line. Francesco but I'm, caught up with what's Lightning the point anymore? Francesco, Lightning greeted him. I'd like you to meet Sally. Signorina Sally, Francesco said and bowed, enjoying the introduction. Still know how cars it can bow. Official. Lightning McQueen is the luckiest car in the world. Which he will have to be to have a chance against Francesco today. He beat you in your hometown, you dumb shit. Francesco a sticker on Lightning's rear bumper and asked, What is that? Francesco got closer. Ka-chow, Francesco, he said, reading the bumper sticker. I get it. Ciao. Ka-chow. Uh, why do you... Say. Very clever. <sighs> Not as clever as Francesco when he say it first. As Lightning and Sally turned to leave, Sally I hate said, it all. Okay, so he's not that great. Lightning just smiled. As the racers pulled into position, Finn and Holly were getting ready to leave. They heard the sound of engines zooming through the desert as they headed <gasps> toward their jet. You're leaving already? Mater asked them. 
We've got another mission, Finn told him. Just stop by to pick something up on the way. Holly and Finn were now partners. They wanted Mater to join them. Oh. Her Majesty asked for you personally, Mater. There's no way he'll abandon his friends in whatever this dumbass town's called. He wasn't a stupid tow truck after all. He was so dang smart that they wanted him to work with them as a bona fide, honest-to-goodness secret agent. Oh my god. Well, thanks, he said, meaning it. But as much fun as it was with y'all, this is where I belong. He was glad everyone thought he was smart, but he was even happier to be with his friends. <sighs> we understand, Finn replied. Although if there's ever anything I can do for you, just let me know. Mater paused, but not for more than a second. Can't believe that guy's supposed to be Michael Caine. one thing, he said, grinning. Moments later, Mater was zooming past every race car on the course. Woohoo! he hollered when he caught up to Lightning. Mater? Lightning shouted in surprise. Check it out, Mater yelled back, grinning. They let me keep the rockets. The two hometown favorites and best buddies laughed out loud as they raced as they sabotaged another race feel like letting a car with rockets on the back get onto the racetrack the of oh oh let's, let's let him read his credits Cars here two, adapted by irene trimble copyright 2011 by disney pixar 2011 by grover gardner Fuck you, Grover. This unabridged recording was published by arrangement with Disney Press, an imprint of Disney Book Group, and was produced uh -huh. in 2014 by Blackstone Audio Inc., which holds the copyright. Neither this recording nor any portion of it may be reproduced or used uh, for any purpose without prior written authorization uh, from Blackstone Audio. Uh, uh, if you would like to obtain a monthly update telling mm. you about new releases, Call I, say book. Uh, no, you know what? Fuck the police. Have Merry Christmas, Ashley. Titles, visit our website at www.downpour.com. Don't go good. Don't go to that website. Merry Christmas, Ashley. I I don't know if this was a good present or not. I hope you enjoyed listening to me yell at a man read a book from five years ago. I hope that brought some kind of Christmas cheer to your life. And if not, whoops! <laughs> ah, there's always next year to do a better one than this train wreck. This car wreck, rather, I should say. I'm just gonna... I'm gonna go ahead and stop recording now. I hope you have a good Christmas. Bye!